When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the 73rd episode of the DCP. Brought to you by Scuff Gaming Controllers. And uh, this week, Casper <laughs> Mattress. Casper. Casper Mattress as our sponsor. More about them a little bit later on wow. in the show. Let's see. Uh, this week, we'd like to welcome on the one and only Jack Patillo. I hope I pronounced that one correctly. That is close enough. Close <laughs> enough. Nailed it. <laughs> Um, you know what, uh, Jack? I, I was uh, I was really uh, you know shocked that you responded that you're going to come on. You're you're you know I can I can't um, tell you like how much of my Halo days and time on YouTube is spent watching you do what you know the crazy stuff you do um, on Achievement Hunters and and uh, so just thank you very much for uh, for agreeing to come on to our little show. Yeah, absolutely. It's my, it's my pleasure. I mean, like we always say our communities are, is like the, the biggest asset that Rooster Teeth has, and we wouldn't be here without the people who watch us. So no matter who you are, if you're out there, if you watch any Rooster Teeth content, any Achievement Hunter content, anything we do, uh, you are the reason why we're doing what we do. And so, uh, you know, if it's, if you're happen to be like a massive podcaster like you guys, or, uh, you know, someone who sits in a college dorm room or someone in, in, you know, middle school watching whatever, doesn't matter. We love each and every one of the people who watch us. And so, uh, uh, we're going to go out of our way to make sure everyone's taken care of. And uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. And I thank you very much. And uh, it's uh, any, anything we do to uh, talk about video games. I'm always up for that. So uh, thank you for having me on. And I appreciate it. And a lot of our fans were like, hey, like you asked, you went out and you were like, hey, who can we get on our podcast? Yeah. And uh, a bunch of people were like, oh, Jack, you know, you should get Jack on there. Someone from yeah. Achievement Hunter. And here I am. That's so, awesome. Uh, that's, there you go. That's, that's your that's, community kicking ass. That's, that's really how it cool. starts. I mean, I, 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 float out a, um, I float it out to our community and say, hey, who do you want us to get in? And um, it's a, it's really awesome when um, we can connect with people in the wow. in, in the greater gaming community. But you've you've done a. It's like let's talk about like a little bit about your your history with Rooster Teeth. You've been you've been doing this for a while, long time. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm actually coming up on eight and a half years with Rooster nice. Teeth right now. Yeah, uh, full really. full time. That's probably about ten years or so. I mean, Achievement Hunter, we actually turned ten in July. July twenty eighth is our tenth anniversary. Um, so we've been doing this for quite a long time, and so um, but yeah, me, me full time at Rooster Teeth. I've been working there uh, nine years, December first, and so. Um, yeah, awesome. I've, been, I've been doing this stuff for a long time. I really love it. I mean, I'm I'm very very fortunate to be where I am now, and um, yeah, I wouldn't trade this for the world. It's it's amazing the community that we have that we built up is just outstanding. I mean, every time I meet people, I'm I'm blown away by how awesome how how nice everyone is, and um, 
And uh, I mean, it gets me the opportunity to do stuff like this, where it's like, hey, I get to meet some, you know, a group of fans that kind of like exist in a different <laughs> kind of sphere from yeah. uh, where we normally are. And I get to talk to some new people. And I mean, I've been all over the planet because of Rooster Teeth. And I'm uh, I'm just absolutely very, very fortunate to be where I am now. And um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I still, even though I can't really explain this, what I do to my my you know, extended family. <laughs> um, I, I still, I still love every every single moment of it. It's it's the best thing ever. That's and great. so, uh, getting to getting to play video games and talk about video games for a living, I mean, that's that's incredible. And I, I'm, I don't, I have no idea what I'd be doing without this. But I'm very, very happy where I am right now. So, uh, thank you for having me on again, and uh, thank you for uh, you know anyone who watches the stuff that we do. I mean, you're the reason why we're here. So, thank you. So cool. It's obvious that you guys are. Huge, hugely connected to your fan base and the stuff that you do. Um, you see it in the your videos you do, but also in the stuff that you do outside. Um, you, you, can you talk to us a little bit about like your work with uh, um, with Extra Life and how that got started? Yeah, yeah. So Extra Life is the uh, the charity that we support at Rooster Teeth, or one of the charities we support at Rooster Teeth, I should say. Um, it's a super, super kick-ass charity. They support Children's Miracle Networks, uh, which is an awesome... Uh, so Children's Miracle Network, if you live in a major city, there's a good chance there is a Children's Miracle Network hospital in your city. And uh, part of the cool part of Extra Life is... Um, Kind of like any sort of like walkathon or any sort of marathon type charity type stuff you would see. Um, the way Extra Life works is we play video games or really just games for 24 hours straight and you raise money. Like, you know, if you do a walkathon, like if I raise, if I walk X number of miles, you'll donate X amount of money. Um, we play video games for 24 hours and we raise money for our hospital for Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And the cool thing is you can join Team Rooster Teeth from wherever you are. And if you have a Children's Miracle Network hospital near wow. you, you can actually select it where any money you raise will go to your local hospital. So uh, we are based in Austin, Texas. So we have Dell Children's Hospital in Austin, which is about four blocks away from where our office is. And um, over the past couple of years, we've raised about $3 million for that charity uh, or for for Dell Children's specifically. Um, This past year, we raised $1.2 million in 24 hours, which is overwhelming. And so uh, it's super, super amazing. And it's just like the, the idea of raising a million dollars in 24 hours for a, a local charity is just incredible. And um, and again, that, that goes back to our community. Our communities the, are the people who make this happen. And um, and we couldn't you know be happier with it. I mean, like everyone who helps support the you know Extra Life, Extra Life charity, either through direct donations directly to extra-life.org or buying a T-shirt or some pin sets or a uh, or a poster that the Rooster Teeth donation goes to. Like we don't make any money off any of the stuff that we sell during Extra Life. Oh, wow. um, the donations from um, anything we sell based on Extra Life goes directly to Extra Life. So we do not profit off anything like that. Um, all of oh, that's, that's incredible. And, um, and yeah. it's super, super amazing. And now even uh, Dell Children's is actually naming a, a brand new healing garden off of Rooster Teeth. So we, we have naming rights to a that's healing great. garden. So it's going to be the Rooster Teeth Healing Garden, which is part of a new mental health facility they're building, which is just absolutely outstanding. And it's That's super awesome. special to me, and especially Katie, my wife. She she uh, pushes the uh, the mental health stuff so much. She's she's amazing, and she is definitely my inspiration and my muse. And so uh, when when they were kind of they were talking to us because we've been raising a lot of money for extra for Dell, and they were like, hey, we have a couple things we're working on right now. One of which is a this new cardiac facility. We're working on like you know heart treatments and stuff, and uh, we're spending a lot of money on a lot, a lot of new uh, equipment. And also we have this this mental health thing, but really the heart. And we're like, wait, what? Mental health? What? What? <laughs> so. Um, 
Um, yeah. And we were very much like focused on that. And so uh, the chance for us to really support mental health um, and younger and younger people. I mean, realize anyone below the age of 18, any way we can support mental health and mental, mental health issues and sort of like really kind of, you know, um, casting a light on what people are going through. Because a lot of kids, you know, they might be dealing with stuff they don't understand. That's like, oh, no, that's a that's a you know, that's a health problem. That's not a weird, mm-hmm. odd, odd thing like. Lots of people go through this, mm-hmm. and it should be treated, you know, as such as like, you know, this is a problem. This is a disease. This is a medical issue, not a like you're weird, you're strange. Like, no, this is something that a lot of people go through, and there are help for it. There is help mm-hmm. for it, and so any way we can kind of help spread the uh, the message and spread the word, and that mental health is not a bad problem. Mental health is not an issue that you should be ashamed of. And mental health is not something that you need to hide from. It's something that you should talk about, and we should, you know, get out into the open. And not make sure. it as such a, uh, a hidden issue that you see mm-hmm. a lot of times. And a lot of boogeymen kind of – yeah, they, exactly. Taboo. It's like a lot of people blame a lot of stuff on mental health. But it's like lots and lots of people go through mental health problems in some form mm-hmm. or fashion. And so yeah. uh, to treat it as such a uh, such a bad thing is is – we shouldn't be doing that. And so yeah. Dell Children's is working with kids and and they're trying to really kind of end the stigma of what mental health problems are. And, um, and yeah, and we're, we're so proud to support that. And uh, anything we can do to help is is always, uh, you know, it's it's the least we can do. And so, um, but anyway, I, I could go, I could rattle on and on and on about <laughs> in, all the work. In, we've um, done. I, I, I just want you to know that, like, you're in 2013 when you started this. That was your first. Um, that was, was your, your first, first extra live stream. You were second, your first, like, technically, it was the second one. <laughs> um, the, I, I just, I, I just remember hearing about that one. There was just some. Cr- it was just how did that get started? Was it just an idea that um, did they approach you, or did you, uh, you know, because I, I remember that correctly. That stream you raised, you know, some crazy amount of money for the first time. It was like uh, over three hundred thousand um, um, dollars. So, so the very first time we did it, it was actually okay. uh, so Jeff and I, uh, Jeff, who the mm-hmm. co-creator or really the creator of Achievement Hunter, the two of us streamed from our office. Uh, God, back in 2007, I think, maybe 2008. And uh, and we basically sat in our office and we streamed for 24 hours and we raised, I think, $25,000. Then we took a year off and then we came back. And that next year we raised, I think, one hundred and seventy dollars or $180,000. That was the first big year we did it. And um, and it was, it was a thing where it was like we'd heard about Extra Life. We'd done it you know, a couple of years prior. And it was like, let's, let's try this again. And by the time we'd kind of got to the point where we could do this big broadcast – um, we had, we actually had a facility that was doing live podcast and actually a broadcast portion of rooster teeth. And so we, we had a lot of people behind it and they were like, Oh, we can set this up, make it look nice. And it's funny because, uh, when we did that one, I guess five or six years ago, the first big one we did, um, it was literally Katie, myself and our intern at the time, this guy named Blaine, who's now one of our main directors in the company. And it was the three of us. And we had a little iPad that had, um, it it had all the controls for the cameras on the iPad and we started, we went for about 10 minutes and then we're like, Oh, we're still private right now on YouTube. We're not public at all right now. And so then we, went, we pushed it live and we're like, Oh, now we can start. Okay, here we go. And so, um, it's funny going from that where it's literally three people in the whole building for the first like two hours of it to, I think when we did it this year, we had 30 people wow. uh, to start the podcast. And it, at some points it spiked up to about a hundred people in the building. And, um, it, it's it's pretty we, nuts how far we've come. We so take cool. um we take so much inspiration from the work that you guys have done. Um, my first charity live stream when I was I, I founded a clan when I first started um, playing Destiny. It was actually before Destiny came out. It was Dads of Destiny, and we 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 were sitting there brainstorming 
you know, we wanted to get something that we could get the Dads of Destiny, which was a clan of over 60,000 people behind a charity. And so we jumped on what you were doing with um, with Extra Life, and we picked Seattle Children's Hospital because Bungie was in Seattle. And I remember the feeling of being able to raise, um, to know exactly what we were, we were raising money for the clean carts, you know, in the intense cancer, in the intense, uh, intensive care ward. And I remember at the end of it, knowing that I had raised enough money to buy a clean cart for their, for their, and it just, it got me hooked on doing that kind of work. And, um, ever since then, I mean, even with this podcast and, uh, um, and, um, the destiny community as a whole with, uh, with the work we're doing with St. Jude's now, it's, um, it's just a great community gathering place, right? Where you can look to a different thing that um, is outside of gaming and know that you're 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 helping and supporting other people. And I just you know I, I just think of all the people that you've inspired by you know get in the gaming community to also do this and get be a part of it. It's just uh, it's great. Um, did you? Uh, so what? Do you, let me let me um let me ask you like what what is your favorite part of doing you know for those that don't know what achievement hunter is like what's your what do you how did you, what how did this start like what's the what keeps you going with it cuz you guys have been you guys have been uh, producing um uh, achievement videos for 8 years now right so it'll be it'll be 10 years in July 10 years in July so um what keeps you going what what started all this so uh let, real, real quick, let me jump back real, uh, into yeah. talking about Extra Life. Uh, I just want to say, like, we've so we've become friends with the people who run Extra Life now, mm-hmm. and um, and they say so every time they have these they have what that are called guilds, which they go to different major cities around the country or cities that have enough people to support Extra Life, and they're like, hey, we're going to put together this thing where it's like you can meet other people working Extra Life in your community in your local area, and um, and they they've they've told me now that when they go to these communities about. Probably ninety five percent of the time they go, they say, "What made you want to get an extra life?" And at least one person will say, "Rooster Teeth is what made it made me want to get an extra life." And that to me is like the most incredible thing, you know. Like that that to me is like, wow, what we're doing is spreading, and you know, this it's, this positive us. outreach is yeah. spreading to other parts of the country, and that right. that makes me feel super super special. So yeah. um, so if you are watching right now and you've you've been a part of Extra Life because of Rooster Teeth, that means the world to me. So thank you very very much for that. Um, That's awesome. As far as how how achievement hunter started, so um, so Jeff Ramsey, who's been around uh, with Rooster Teeth, he's employee number one or two, depending on who you're talking to, um, <laughs> full time employee number one or two. Um, I started doing uh, so the the long of it was I started uh, I was writing for a website called Ain't It Cool News, um, covering video games uh, for them, covering video games and some movies and stuff, and I was co- and uh, I was writing for them, and I became friends with a couple of guys who wrote for the site, and uh, one of which was a, a buddy who wrote for or who who knew all the guys at Rooster Teeth, and he said, "Hey, when they're not doing Red versus Blue, like when they're when they're off season of Red versus Blue, they're looking for more content. So why don't you talk to them?" And so I met Bernie and Joel who were two of the co-creators um, at a poker game, actually. And Bernie took like an $80 pot for me and just ruined my night. But uh, <laughs> but other than that, um, I met him and they were like, oh, yeah, we've, we've read some of your stuff. If you have any ideas um, that you want to pitch to us, just pitch us some ideas. And I was like, okay. So I wrote a few things out. I wrote about five or six things out. Went to lunch with, I think, Gus, Bernie, Matt, and, and Jeff. And um, 
pitched them these ideas and they bought a few of them and uh and that was pretty cool and so i got to start writing for roosterteeth.com so um you know red versus blue is only you know like right around that time was about 20 episodes a season 22 episodes a season mm-hmm. so half the year they had no new content on roosterteeth.com and um and then so they needed more stuff for it so i started writing some stuff and uh so you'd come like once a week and you'd see my stuff and a few other people who were writing for him and then i became friends with jeff ramsey and um and he started doing this this achievement race with Bernie. The two of them started doing an achievement race. And then uh, he was like, I really like this achievement stuff. He took me out to dinner one night. And he's like, I have this idea. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. It's like GameFAQs, which was a, a text-based tutorial site. Mm-hmm. It's like GameFAQs, except it has video and sort of the Rooster Teeth personality, where it'll be like kind of comedic but still informative, but be all video instead of text. And um, and he's like, yeah, what do you think of that? I'm like, that sounds awesome. And then three months later, we had Achievement Hunter up and running. So uh, that was three so months cool. of us, you know, basically coding in the website and uh, manually typing out every achievement for Xbox, every Xbox 360 game that was out at that point, you know, copying wow. and pasting all of the icons and everything. I can't tell you how many times. I'm a completionist when it comes to games, and I, I can't tell you how much I spent, how much time I spent on your website, <laughs> like following the tutorials and like, um, I remember your. Was it your first one? The 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 Burnout Paradise. The very first video we ever made was an, a Millionaires Club video in Burnout Paradise, <laughs> which is get a million a million uh, point or a million stunt points. I forget what they're called exactly. Yeah, in Burnout yeah. Paradise. I remember and, uh, watch. I remember watching that one like literally just rewinding it, rewinding it, rewinding it, <laughs> rewinding it, trying to get the jumps right. And you're just so ca- you're just so casual. You're just like, oh, uh, you know, you just hit to hit this jump, and the, and I and I was like, damn it, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, it, that that was sort of the. I mean, that was the very first uh, achievement guide we ever did was in Millionaires Club in Burnout Paradise. And uh, a few months prior to us releasing that, I was actually we had the the idea of achievement hunter was kind of floating around, and um, I went out to Electronic Arts, out to EA in Redwood Shores in California, near just south of San Francisco, and um, I went out there for for achievement or excuse me for ain't it cool news to cover some video game stuff, and they were like, oh, we're bringing we're doing this Burnout Paradise Community Day, do you want to come out? And so I came out there, and then I met a bunch of the devs, and they were like, oh yeah, if you want to get Millionaires Club achievement. This is how you do it. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm actually writing for this other new website that's not out yet, but we're working on it called Achievement Hunter. Like, oh, yeah, cool. Try, you know, do this line. And so they showed me how to get it. And then I ended up that ended up being the very first achievement guide we ever did, which is just freaking surreal. And, and they just announced a couple of days ago that uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered is coming out next month. <laughs> yes. Which yeah, is gonna yeah. I was, was going to mm-hmm. ask you how you uh, how you felt about that. Is there going to be a, uh, um, you know, a 
some videos on on going back to that? <laughs> uh, we might do some kind of throwback to uh, you know some achievement guides in it and whatnot. But yeah. I mean, I that that game has a special place in my heart, and I think it has a special place in Jeff's heart. But I think the other guys are kind of like they don't they're not as big fans of that game. <laughs> like for for the first you know six or seven years, every uh, every anniversary we'd go back and play it. But um, I think now we've kind of like they've sort of hit the point where they're just tired of that game. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, fine. So I'll probably end up playing it on my own my own Twitch channel and maybe do a couple guys in it and stuff. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 kind of cool to see like you know it's the 10th anniversary of of Burnout. I think it actually it came out in like January of of 2008. So uh, January February of 2008. Um, oh. And so it's the 10th anniversary of that, and it's coming back and remastered. And uh, it's sort of nice that it kind of wraps around to the you know tenth anniversary of Achievement Hunter as well. So uh, we'll do something in it. I can't promise anything big, but uh, but yeah, that's that game again. That game has a special place in my heart because you know that's that was sort of the beginning of it all. And so I'm very very happy yeah. to be around. I mean, like I mean, you guys have been on the internet for a while. You know that you know internet sites don't exist very long, and like they no. kind of come and go. So the idea of you know being around yeah. with Achievement Hunter for a decade, you know, let alone Rooster Teeth's been around for 15 years in April. So I mean, that's. Wow. Pretty pretty special, and so I mean, Rooster's been around longer than YouTube, which is uh, pretty cool. And so, um, yeah, so the fact we're when still I'm, here, still kicking, yeah. we've sort of <laughs> transformed from what you know, achievement guides and tutorials to more of a let's play style kind of podcastish style network. Yeah. But uh, we're we're very very happy to do what we do. Cool. And you've been uh, branching out to some live stuff too, right? Some live streams. Yeah, yeah. So we do and we do a live stream, actual live stuff too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we do live streams every Wednesday on our channel on Achievement Hunter, youtube.com slash Achievement Hunter, and then um and we're also working with Ubisoft now. We do some Ubisoft live streams that we're working on, um and also Let's Play Live, which is my baby, yeah. which is us playing video games on massive stages all across the U.S. And uh, we've done uh, we started in Austin was the first one, and then we did Los Angeles, Chicago, New York over the course of five months, and then we did a tour last year where we did New, uh, New Jersey, Baltimore, Orlando, and Tampa over it was four shows over seven days, and um, that was probably one of the most one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life, like getting to literally play video games on stage and then leave that and get on a tour bus to then go to another city and do you it. Feel again. like a rock star. I, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's funny you say that because when, um, so Katie, my wife, she actually at, at RTX, our convention we'd have in Austin every, every summer. Um, she took a photo from the stage of RTX of, of a, of a massive group of people waiting for us to come up to play Grand Theft Auto. And so she yeah. took this panoramic photo of literally like 2000 people standing, waiting to watch us play Grand Theft Auto. And then I saw that photo. and I was like, Oh my God. It's like, who gets to go on stage and, and do I this know. kind of stuff in front of a crowd. And I'm like, rock stars, you know, rock stars going to do <laughs> yeah, this kind of stuff. Do. Then I was yeah. like, well, what, what do rock stars do that we don't do? And it's like, they tour. Yeah, they tour. They play different concert venues. They tour around the country. And it's like, why can't we do that? And so I drew up this horrible PowerPoint pitch. <laughs> and um, I pitched it to first Jeff, who is the you know, creator of Achievement Hunter. And he was actually a roadie for a bunch of punk bands back in the, uh, the, late, the early 90s, the late 80s. And he was like, 100%, I'm, I'm down to tour. That would be awesome. I would love to do that. And then I pitched, <laughs> it, I pitched it to our sales department. I'm like, do you think we could make any money off this? Is this something feasible? And they're like, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Then I pitched it to the CEO uh, with the two of them with me, and uh, and he was like, "This is uh, this sounds really cool. Like this sounds like this is something we would do." And I'm like, "100 percent." And then uh, about four months later, we did the first show, sold it out in Austin at the Austin City Limits Theater, where you know like massive real acts get to play. 
And um, and it was incredible and one of the most amazing kind of like stressful, amazing moments of my life. And then now we've gotten to do eight shows total. And um, and I can't say enough. I love I love, love, love playing to a crowd and actually being able to make jokes and hear an audience respond as opposed. I mean, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. When I'm sitting in a room with, you know, eight other people. And you know, make you make a joke, and one person laughs. It's like, oh, okay, I guess they like that. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you make a joke and then a show like that, and it's like a thousand people laugh. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I guess this is working. And then you know, <laughs> so it's a little different making you know a room full of people laugh and seeing like little YouTube numbers as they count up, as opposed to seeing a whole audience laugh and like getting Absolutely. to do cool stuff in front of an audience. So I, I love it. I love Let's Play Live. I, I watched the uh, RT doc on that when 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 that first came out, and that just seemed like. I don't know, like just such the next logical step in we, we do live streaming because we can't like, you know, play games in front of people, I guess. And then YouTube videos. But yeah, no, it seems like a format that actually works, works with everything, too. I mean, esports <laughs> already do it. So why can't Let's Players? True. <laughs> yeah, no, not 100 yeah. percent. I mean, that was the thing. It was like, you know, we did the first Let's Play Live and it was it was interesting to see how quickly other groups started doing similar things after we did that. You know, we saw mm-hmm. like, like kind of funny live before the kind mm-hmm. of funny guys joined us. And like, yeah, now we're seeing game drums live and Markiplier's doing a live show. And it's like, we're seeing more and more of this stuff. And it's like, I'd like to think too. Yeah. 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 Funhouse did a live show too, which is, uh, from what I hear is incredible. And it's like, you're seeing more and more stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and like people are seeing, it's kind of this weird sort of reverse of what people are used to. Cause like everyone like sits, you know, sits in their offices or sits in the room, makes content for the internet in front of a webcam. But it's like doing that where like people have to get together and actually go to a venue. It's a total different experience, but it's just really a really old experience, but we're kind of bringing it back mm-hmm. for the modern age. So it's, it's also, super awesome. You have to be on time it's really cool. for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That helps. Do you have to wear pants? Do you have to wear pants? <laughs> I mean, can, can you be naked from the waist down? Because that's going to really affect my, you know, decision to go tour. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on if you get up from a desk, you know. So. You could just have a desk where and you just never move. True. I could work out. Um, so, you you know, it's kind of crazy. I watch you guys, um, you know, and you're in your studio and you're interacting, the um, the members of Achievement Under. And it really sort of reminds me of like this this uh um the way that i feel with these guys in in the, on this podcast it's just this you know that concept of like that fire team or that um that group of guy people the raid team or whatever you want to say like that group of people that gets together to play and then just talks you know just jokes friends around and friends and, uh, fr- <laughs> what what is that word f friends Friendship, friends. No, um, so it's just really uh, it, it, it's it's a great um, it's a great feeling to be, and you feel like you're a part of that. That's something that I've tried to that we've tried to emulate here and um, really include our audience. And um, it's some it's it's work that you guys have done a lot of uh, over the years to make video games more. Um, I don't want to say mainstream, but accessible. Yeah, I'd accessible, say accessible and accessible. Is a good accessible. Keyword, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's just, I, I just, yeah, that evolution from over the last 10 years has been, has been crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been nuts. Like we've been, I mean, Rooster Teeth in particular has been sort of on the, I don't want to say the bleeding edge, but we've definitely been kind of riding the wave of like, you know, this new media content. Like I, I honestly, I would say it started with like college humor back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like we were watching what those guys were doing and now we're kind of doing very similar things. But I mean, when I started, we were doing, you know, at that time it was red versus blue. We had just started the podcast, the RT podcast, and then we were doing commercial work. So really, if you saw any GameStop video nope. from you know a decade ago that included actual gameplay, 
chances are we probably made it at Rooster Teeth. And then to where we are now, where we have a full-blown you know, broadcast department that does live shows every single day of the week, a, yes. short, a short department where we make live-action shorts you know, that come out all the time, a full-blown like movie department where we've made three full-length movies. And then on top of that, you know, we still have Achievement Hunter, and we have the Let's Play department, which has groups all over you know, California really awesome. and all over the place. It's like we've just expanded and expanded and kind of like we've been careful about it when we grow, but we definitely kind of have put eggs in many, many different baskets now. And well, just, um, just, just, just yeah. mark it right here, um, Jack, that we're the DCP will be, uh, it's a name you'll hear not, you know, in 10 years from now, we'll, we'll be having, uh, we'll have stadiums filled with people. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm just uh, and I'll be, I'll be there cheering you guys on. Awesome. Man. Oh. You're, you're, awesome. That's great. We'll pay for your, um, well, thank you very much for coming on. We're gonna um, we're gonna jump into the news of Destiny and talk a lot about um, our experiences and what's going on this week with um, with Destiny. They they have a real they have quick, a thing real, that real they, quick. Uh, oh yeah. just because like if you, if you listen to the show every single week, you know our opinions on the game, uh, <laughs> Jack. I, I as someone who you know we've only we, we've we've seen you play the game on Achievement Hunter. You still playing? What do you think of it? You know, just get, so, get some hot takes. Yeah. So Destiny One was incredible. Um, the uh, the sort of the the community aspect, the multiplayer aspect, the raids in Destiny One were some of the best content I think we ever made at Achievement Hunter. Um, having six people working together towards a common goal, which was absolutely incredible on a console, which you don't really see very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's six of us at Achievement Hunter, so or at least there were six of us. Now there's more than that, but I mean, at the time, it was six of us playing together for a common goal. Loved every moment of it. That thing was was incredible. Um, Destiny Two had a lot of promise. Um, I think having the uh, for some I don't know, understand the reason for pushing PC two months out from launch. That seemed a little odd to me. Um, but then it just seemed kind of like um, I don't know if the support wasn't there, but it felt like sort of the 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 tone of Destiny Two was so much different than the first one, and it was it was kind of like we played it, we did the first raid, and done. You know, like it didn't feel like there was a lot of like let's come back to it and keep playing more of it. Um, and that's sad. You know, I, I really like playing Destiny. I like I love I love anything PVE. So the idea of doing like raids and doing all that stuff, like that was super awesome to me. But now we're what it's six months from launch, maybe more. Wait, how when did it come out? When was it? September. Like Destiny, September. 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 So we're like, you know, more, what, six months, almost more than six months, half a year from launch. And there's been no major raid like drops or anything like that. Like nothing, you know, they've done raid layers, which is kind of like, oh, we're just going to take what we have and add a little bit to it. But it's like, I want more, more meat the story and it's like mm-hmm. the trailers and everything that came out and the story like when the game first came out i was like wow like the first you know three hours of playing the game was like holy crap like this there's right. a story to this game finally like oh this is awesome and it's like oh like Cade and all these guys like they're all this is important and it's like and then it sort of dropped off and i was like oh well all right i guess maybe there'll be more and this feels like this nothing's been supported and it was like all the stuff with eververse and the whole microtransactions and you know activision versus bungie and is bungie like sabotaging their own game for whatever reason there's a lot of weird <laughs> conspiracy theories and it's kind of like what uh i i just i don't know but it sounds like the crimson day stuff i missed it i didn't i didn't play any of it this year but it sounds like they're kind of getting back on their feet uh which i hope is the case and i would like to see that i mean i, lo- I love the game i'd love to see more but i'd love to see it kind of come back around but it just seemed to me like destiny one ended so well as far as like 
kind of like making everything work really well together. All the raids, all like all, all the, like the PVE, the PVP all worked so well. And then they just like kind of wiped all that off and like started new and fresh in destiny mm-hmm. two. And it's like, just yeah. give us more of what you had. Like that, that was so good. Right. You, you got to a point where it was so good. And then you kind of like went, eh, we're just going to try something entirely new. <laughs> There's and a lot of people that talk about how that production timeline of when destiny two came out. And by the time they got things right in destiny one, um, Destiny Two was already well in development, yeah, and um, they couldn't make the corrections or changes that were that they had realized in Destiny One. And I think a lot of people are worried that we're we're it's Groundhog Day, you know, and we're in <laughs> yeah. Destiny like Two, it. and it feels it like it. And we're we're we're. I have no doubt the live team will create a game that we like to play, but at what point and at what sacrifice are we going to then just do it again? Where the game that they're already making is not going to have, yeah, those and how long it's taking too, right, right. And so it's it just feels like we're in this cycle. It's a it's a vicious cycle right now, and I don't know how they get out of it. Just just give me SRL. Just make SRL full time. That's all I care about. I'm, I'm that, every that, weekend. What did you enjoy? Yeah, Sparrow Racing League. Um, I mean, I, was your thing? I, well, I'm such. I'm so crap at actual like PvP PvP stuff. <laughs> like I'm so bad at that. But when it comes to racing, I'm like, okay, this is something I can figure out. No one's shooting at me. You know, I'm just racing a sparrow, and it's like that to me. That that was my most. Of all the PvP stuff, that was my favorite PvP stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, I might get some like PvP like you know bounties and stuff this week because I'm I could win some of these races. But when it comes to, like oh jump into Rumble or something, it's like no no I'm not gonna I'll get maybe a couple kills. But I mean yeah I'm 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 nowhere near as good. And then even like when it jumps over to PC, like PC mouse and keyboard, I'm a little bit better at, but everyone else is so much better than I am. So <laughs> jumping back to like you know SRL, it's like okay, here we go, Sparrow. Like this is fun. I really like doing this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I would love to see that become more of a permanent fixture. But unfortunately, it's kind of one of those. Let's drop it for a month and then pull it. And it's like oh, just how'd you feel yeah. about the? I mean, it seemed really simple, really easy, and to get the achievements in Destiny too. It just seemed like there was not a whole lot of them. I mean, what are your? Th- Do you guys experience the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oddly enough, achievements and for achievement hunter have become less of a priority. Yeah, <laughs> which is you know over you know when it, when the Xbox 360 came out, achievements were like that was the jam. Like, everyone was into it, but yeah. then like you know the Xbox One X came or the Xbox One came out, and like now everything has achievements. They're all tied to your Xbox account. You can play it on a you can play it on a phone, get achievements. And there's right. really no sort of like value or any sort of weight to any sort of achievements now. So, um, but I mean, I'm not opposed to like, I mean, like I, I appreciate any game that doesn't do the like, okay, get a thousand kills with this gun, get a thousand kills with this gun and get a thousand kills. With this. It's like lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I appreciate that, that you know, Destiny didn't do that. They didn't go that route. Well. Um, <laughs> well but, I mean, like, so, some of the achievements in, like, in, um, in Destiny 1 with, like, uh, you know, get, like, Flawless Raider and stuff like that. It's like, come on, man. Like, how many... A, how many people are going to beat the raid? And B, how many people are going to beat the raid flawlessly? Like, that's... Right. It was easier to do that one solo it's, than it that's was different. going group. <laughs> yeah, like, that's super difficult. But, I mean, I, I do... I, I kind of respect that a little bit more than sort of, like, the uh, sort of generic, like, you know, kill X, X number of... Or kill X, Y number of times, so... Yeah. You want it to be an actual achievement. Like, once you do yeah, it, you're yeah, like... Yeah. Yes. Just like the, the jump you were talking about, how you couldn't get it done, but you kept on redoing the... Uh, rewatching the video, Pope. Yeah, I mean that's and that's and that's what um, I've always appreciated. Like I came from Xbox; that was my. I spent a long time there, and um, uh, that's one of the things I'm I'm with you, Jack. That the achievements in Xbox were so cool, right? Ones that you hunt for and not just passively do. You actually hunt for the achievements. Yeah, you had to really like commit to the like that's, and you had to. You know, there were some that were just basic low level, and but to get the full all the achievements done for a game yeah. was to show commitment. And they highlighted yeah. that. I especially like oh, it yeah. on a PSN when they show what percentage have achieved that trophy. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really yeah. cool. <laughs> so if you do get one of those like 1% or less than 1% of trophies, it's like, eh, not many people have gotten that. You're like, Oh, maybe yeah. I'm well, good. They, they kind of yeah, done that a little exactly. bit with achievements now, but <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I felt like they, you're right. They, they made them, they made. I, I wish they would made some that were almost unattainable. You know that that would be uh, a, a challenge, and then you had to, you know, wipe a team in six v six. Wipe a team in six v six because it oh, doesn't that's exist. A one. That's, there's no to be six v six. No six v six anymore. Just forty four. <laughs> so we've talked. We talked about the the twab being a, a thwab. Um, when when it's not as good as it we wish it would have been, Jack. We'd say it's a thwab. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, it's throbbing, th- like <laughs> us. I don't know how this started. <laughs> and then it started uh, with you and your intentional. It, it started with your it. yes. Your <laughs> Apparently, I, I was mispronouncing it, and uh, but I, I will not admit it. I will not admit it. It's thwab, but to, it, but it eventually we we had an accord with uh, there was a um, where we decided if it was a good week we'd call it a thwab, and if it was a a. Less than stellar week, we would call it a thwab. And um, my vote is thwab. It was thwabbing. It's, it's a thwab. thwab. Yeah. It's thwabby. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the middle road here. Yeah, I'm not so to convinced it's that bad, to be honest. It's, it's not bad. We, okay, look, the past the past couple of weeks in these weekly updates have just been fucking knocking it out of the park, giving us everything that we ever wanted. Eventually, you're, right. you're going to have a week where, not everything, but, <laughs> everything? you know. Okay, 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 okay. I, I, I oversold it. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, it, we, we've had some really solid weeks of uh, news and stuff from the TWAB. This week, not so much, but, you know, we got... There's some uh, cool stuff in there, though. We, we got some updates to the roadmap. Uh, unfortunately, uh, as roadmaps are, sometimes roadmaps change. And, yeah, yeah it's bad about news. Let's bad get into news. it. Let's get into There's it. Some good news. There's some good news and some bad news yeah. in, the, in the roadmap. So the the bad news is that mods got kind of bumped out of it. Uh, they're no yeah. longer on the roadmap at all. So this is I with think no mention were, of why. 
Yeah, this is this is really big because this is the thing that I was looking for on this roadmap to be like, okay, this is when an end game build is going to be somewhat viable and interesting again. Like what's happening right now with Monster Hunter, the end game build type mm-hmm. of stuff with decorations is next level, and a whole bunch of people from Destiny are playing it because that is something that they want. And mods 2.0 right. was the thing that I was like, okay, mods 2.0, I'm going to be able to get some stuff from various locations, Nessus, the raids, so on and so forth, be able to make a really cool Destiny build and be like, this is my build, check it out. And it's difficult to get because you have to have RNG drops and so on and so forth. And now they pushed it completely off the list. They said it's off, um, they said that they have to push it off the list past May and no ETA when it's going to show up. May. So that's the risk they take, though, right? That's yeah, the risk I they agree. took when they when they started doing these roadmaps. You know, what was it? Two months ago, right? Yeah. And they they warned, they warned us, us that yep. we this is our roadmap. We're sharing this publicly. It is not concrete. Uh, some of this stuff may get pushed back further. It is disappointing that it's not there. I, I completely agree, right. but. I am happy that they're now sharing information like this, and I'm not going to give them too much shit for for talking about mods earlier, and it got pushed back because they want to do further improvements. Right. There. No, I, I think I'm fine with that, and I'm really happy that they've been very transparent with what they're doing, and they're like, guys, look, this is what we're doing. Things can change, but we want to let you know that this is what we're talking about. I yeah. think with something like mods, though, that was one of those things along with the sandbox change that was they going to be a huge switch up for Destiny yeah. 2. So I think but if they I'd were going to remove that, if they're going to just remove that from the complete roadmap, just have a little excerpt of why that happened, you know, kind of update about mods. That's you know, it, it's fine that it's delayed. I want you to get it right. I want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I want it to be Same. amazing. But just let us know, like, What's going on with it? Yeah, in well, May. See, I, rather than like it's there now, it's gone. That, that's my experience. <laughs> like this is something that I was really looking forward to because it, the game is missing that end game component. Like that is the big problem with PVE right now. Is once you do the raid, it's for the most part it's an achievement, and then that's it. It's not something that you yeah. grind like it was in Destiny One. And mods 2.0 had the potential because it was like, what's going to be in those mods? Where are they going to drop from? Ideally, a hard thing like a raid. And now that it got completely bumped off the list, not even saying like. They're just saying, well, it's it's you know it's pat it's down the road, it's somewhere. Yeah, it's What's, still it's still planned, but it's not going to make the one point two release. So, Jack, let, let me yeah. ask you, um, it, based on your experience and why you kind of let Destiny two slide off of your games to play, what are you seeing as something that would need to happen? Like, you know, your the the, the roadmap there. It's talking about uh, sandbox adjustments. It's talking about heroic modifiers. Adding PvP, uh, private um, playlists, uh, um, Iron Banner six v six. There's all these changes for you and the and the, and the kind of player that you are. Um, do, what what would draw you back to playing Destiny two regularly? I mean, there, there's two games that we play every single week that we release content in every single week. It's Minecraft and it's Grand Theft Auto. Um, Minecraft, obviously, because it has, like, user-created mods. I mean, like, there's so much stuff you can do in that game. It's literally an open sandbox where you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, GTA, it's sort of, if Destiny could get to where GTA is, where GTA releases these crazy-ass updates every couple months, where it's like, hey, we're going to throw in this into the game and see how it breaks it. Okay. (laughs) And it was like, let's just try new stuff. If it's something where it's like, you know, there's nothing tied to like, you know, there's no I mean, there's achievements, but there's nothing like, you know, if you if if this happens, it's going to radically mess up your game. 
Rockstar does it where it's like, okay, let's just try new stuff. Let's throw new things out there and see how the community reacts to it. It's like, oh, we have a flying DeLorean now. Sure, why not? Okay, <laughs> throw that in the game. Flying motorcycles. Okay, why not? Here's a bunch of new planes. And, like, they keep updating and keep bringing people back, and it makes it very, very interesting. Um, it seems to me that Destiny is very much a – they want to be an esports kind of game. So it's like, you know, here we go. We're just going to update this for PvP and not really, you know, make it where it's like – accessible to someone who might not be into PVP. Like it's like, I want to say destiny one has felt to me like a very much a PV PVE game where destiny two, they're trying for, for the MLG PVP players. And if you've watched anything we've ever done, you know that we are not MLG at all. Like we are, we are <laughs> the definition of adequate and casual players. So, um, the more you guys it, fared pretty well against, I think it was cloud nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. like were fr- freaking amazing. Uh, I don't know about that. I think it beat the shit out of us. Is what that was, but <laughs> um, but I mean that, that's the thing. It's like you know we we're not really those pro kind of players. Like we're we're more of like your av- average kind of like I'm gonna sit down and play this game once every other week or so, and it doesn't feel like there's enough to make me really need to come back every single week and like and keep grinding because yeah. I know when the the first major DLC drops, like when the first like here's the new raid. I'm going to be able to get up to the beginning of that raid within two hours of playing. It'll be like, here's all the gear you can buy. It'll bring you up to beyond where you could have made it in the vanilla launch. And already you're beyond there. So it's like, there's no point in me going back and like grinding out hours and hours and hours of like, Oh, I'm light level, you know, the three Oh, like three Oh three. Here we go. Going up one more. It's like, no, no, no. Here we like, you know, you can go start. Boom. You're already where you need to be. And keep going from there. So what's the point of me going back and playing more of it and really kind of like spending hours and hours and hours to just in- incrementally increase myself or just, you know, wait for the first DLC, get my, you know, I, we all have season passes and then immediately pick up from where I need to start. So it, it doesn't seem to me like, you know, there's any incentive for me to come back and keep playing. Like there's nothing wait for content like DLCs, the, the, the Taken King kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like yeah. that's we went back for every major raid and came back and like we would play for a few hours to kind of build up our character to the point where we get to the new raid, play the new raid, beat it over the course of a couple of days, and then all right, we're gonna take a three month break and then start over again. It's like all right, you know, a new DLC comes out. Like, let's go take out Oryx. Okay, here we go. And then we all you know grind up to the point where we have characters that are strong enough to do that, and then start you know beat that raid and so forth and so on. But now for Destiny Two, right. it's kind of like all right, we you know we beat Callus and it's like well. No one's really aching to get back into that. You know, it's kind right. of like I, I don't know. I don't know what the difference between Destiny One and Two is as far as like the feel of the game, but it it's something about it feels different. Um hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know if it was Activision. I don't know if it was just doing. You know, it's the it's the the sophomore game or the, you know, bunch. It was is Destiny Two as opposed to the first one. Would it, I mean like was it radical changes in, in balancing or what? But I mean something happened between one and two that made one it was like man this is a lot of fun I could play this. Two two came out and it was like okay I'm I'm sort of done yeah. with this for now. I got, I got a quick question Destiny for you. One though. was also like fresh and new and like an experience that we've never had before as gamers, especially on the console side. Where Destiny two very much felt like more Destiny one. But but did it though? Because I mean if it I mean honestly. If Destiny 2 came out as a DLC for Destiny 1, if like the expansion, if it came out as an expansion, I would have been much more into that than I would have been a whole new game because it felt like there was a lot of stuff changed just for change's sake. Mm-hmm, like there's right. a lot, there's a lot of changes made and it didn't feel like they were 
earned. You know, it was kind of like, oh, we're just going to change it because it's a new game. So here we go. Here's a bunch of new stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but like, I mean, like, think if you like, like a DLC dropped and it's like, boom, you've got a, you know, you've got like a warlock, you know, like healing, healing circle or whatever. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's new. Like, that'd be, right. that'd be a cool DLC. Like, I'd buy another season pass for that, like a year, two or three season pass for that. But it's like, oh, no, here's a whole new game. It's like, oh, all right. Well, yeah. uh, all right, I guess we now have that ability where we didn't have it in the first game. Like, you know, like they tried stuff with the shard and it was like, oh, well, here's some new stuff. But it's like, OK, like it was like, again, the story started so strong where it's like mm-hmm. we're taking all of your, you know, your light's gone. Like, oh, shit. OK, that's that's kind of cool. And the idea behind that. And then it's like, oh, no, but it's Five back minutes later. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here's a, here's a <laughs> yeah. piece of the, of the traveler. And now you got all your stuff back. You're fine. It's like, yeah, well, good. but uh, OK. And so I think the biggest curse that happens when a game does a sequel and then uh, and then what happened with Destiny 2 is that they reused too many assets from D1 to sell it as a new game where it should have been an expansion. If it was expansion, yeah. just like you said, oh, a light pool. This is new. Titan Shield. Wow, this is some new changes to a sandbox that I'm used to. And I still have my right. old weapons and so on and so forth. Now, mm-hmm. fast forward to a new game, Destiny 2, and you start getting loot that looks the same or is the same to Lollock. All right, not Tullock, sorry, <laughs> but a multi-tool. <laughs> Surprise. Um, it immediately puts a bad taste in your mouth. That's what happened with the pre-sequel in Borderlands. It was like, mm-hmm. why is this not an expansion instead of a uh, it, instead of making a brand new game? It makes no sense. And it feels different, which is, I guess, the worst part is that it, it felt heavier. It felt slower. Mm-hmm. didn't feel it as snappy. Feel as good, yeah. It, yeah, it didn't have that Destiny 1 feel that kind of really brought me in and got me so addicted to yeah. it. So we got a bunch of new stuff, and it felt totally different. So with, with, yep. with, with that kind of in mind, Jack, uh, you said something feels def- feels different. The The biggest thing to me, and it's like it's this is a big topic within the community, is like the weapon systems. In, in Destiny 1, you had you know, your primary, your secondary, which could be you know sniper rifles, shotguns, stuff like that. Then you had your big, heavy weapon. And then in Destiny 2, we have the equivalent of two primaries, and then... A heavy weapon that can be like a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so, like, wh- which of those systems did you did you like more? Oh, I very much preferred the first one. I mean, like okay. Destiny One, where it's kind of like, okay, here you, you're you know sort of like rifle stuff for your for your primary. You get a little bit meatier weapon, like your shotgun, your sniper for your secondary, and then typically your heavy ended up as an exotic. Which you know the exotics in the first game felt like, oh. Oh man, I got look at this. I have a, a kick ass exotic weapon, and you know, I'm going to use as my specialty your Galahorn or whatever you're going to have. And then the second one was like, oh yeah, it's all kind of they all sort of feel the same. Like I find myself not really changing weapons as often in Destiny Two as I did in the first game. It's like mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. game is kind of you, you have your close range sort of like you know your assault rifle, then you have like a sniper, and then you've got your rocket launcher. You know you sort of have like a one two three punch. Whereas like Destiny Two is like okay, I've got my you know assault rifle one, assault rifle two, and then maybe a shotgun or whatever it is, and it's like doesn't feel like the sort of range is there. It doesn't feel like the, I mean, when I say range, I don't mean distance. I mean, literally like scale from like start, you know, like weak to powerful. It yeah. all kind of feels the same. It all kind of yep. blends together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I figured that would be, that would be the answer. And feels I, like I, less I space magic. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the roadmap. So we talked about mods that got bumped off the list and that's, yeah. that's pretty disappointing. Um, there are some changes that got made. Uh, for the better. Uh, one of those things is that Rumble got moved up. Uh, we sure. didn't really did. expect that to come till much later. I don't even think it was on the roadmap for C- for one point two. Was it? it? Was we were expecting it in September? I think so because they said sixty six. Yeah. yeah, they said sixty six, and then they we're talking about Rumble. They're not sure yet. 
Uh, so that's now coming in on March 27th, along with the uh, with the weapon and ability sandbox changes. So that's actually really exciting. To that's me. cool. Glad to bring it back. I'm looking Rumble. forward to that. However, <laughs> one of the things. However, <laughs> it's a weekly playlist. It is a weekly playlist, <laughs> but it's, it's only switching between two playlists that we know of: Mayhem and Rumble, both of which are a lot of fun. That's true. One thing that I was very disappointed that got pushed back was the strike-specific loot. Yeah. Yeah. So on February 27th, we are getting Nightfall scoring and high-score tracking. We're getting uh, new emblem variants for Destinations, Crucible, Nightfalls. We're getting, you know, a bunch of smaller changes as well. But along with that Nightfall scoring, it would have been nice to have a loot reward to go along with it, right? And that's getting pushed off a full month later. So to be honest with you, my interaction with Nightfall scoring, I'll probably go in and check it out, but until they add the Nightfall Strike Unique Rewards, Mm. my drive to actually go grind those Nightfalls is going to be pretty low until March. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, they also said that they they wanted to make them – what was the the phrase as artistic or something? Or they they wanted the artists unique, yeah, yeah. unique <laughs> and all that, which makes me a little nervous. Like I want I want them to be function like they need to change the sandbox. They 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 can't just be reskins yeah. with a new emblem attached to the side or something like that that the artist came up with. They have to make the sandbox different. So I so I it's see, something that's in what my they inventory. said though, Tefty. I feel like really lives up or it indicates that it's. They say it's more important that each of these rewards live up to the difficulty it will take to earn them. True. That sounds good, right? Is like that makes them sound like they are going to be pretty powerful. We will see. I hope so. We will. See. I really <laughs> will hope see. that's what it is. <laughs> uh, also, I like in the back of my head, I was wondering if they're. They're waiting to release those weapons until the uh, sandbox change because they're going to coincide with that sandbox change. It's possible. Right. Like they're, they're being designed around that change. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, That's true. So maybe if they brought it out a month earlier, then maybe it'll just not do what it's supposed to do. True. Yeah. Like it's actually new perks that have been designed. For the sandbox, there's there's you know, there's one thing there's one thing of that changes. One of the changes makes complete sense along the lines that you're talking about, Briar. Um, the exotic weapons and armor sandbox changes moving over to May makes yeah. a whole hell of a lot of sense. I know that 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 kind of disappoints me because I want to see those weapons become and and armor become if a, 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 a make them able to change the way that the game plays and feels. I've said yeah. that many, many times. I don't want to go into the broken record thing, but but opening up in March with the weapon and ability sandbox changes gives them a chance to see what that looks like, right? And make adjustments to the sandbox, and then apply these uh, exotic weapons to them and armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm hey, if well, I if I'm hoping I'm hoping that they really move into their exotic weapons and armor being. Game changing, right? Well, was it John Wasdewski who was tweeting this week about the uh, yes, sun shot? Yes, yes, he was. He was playing with it, or he saw somebody playing with it in the updated sandbox, and it caused a triple kill with its explosion. Yep, yeah, that was. I mean, hey, like fun. Well, people are running it. around with ever, sun shots that can yeah. get triple kills. Where's all that hand holding gonna get you? Yeah, <laughs> right? that's yeah. what I'm saying, man. Is a, 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 a you know cost benefit there? Yeah. 
so they're also adding um, emblem variants as well that are going to mm-hmm. track different they things are, with yes. the Nightfall, which I think – I actually think this is a really cool cosmetic thing because you're going to be able to get the uh, the emblem and then unlock the different variants as well that will show yep. different information for you. Because one of the things that we kind of complained about in the first two months of Destiny 2 coming <laughs> out was, um, oh, look, I got this emblem. Too bad it doesn't show me how many lost sectors of, you know, whatever – or how many times I've killed Callus or done the dogs or whatever. I got this emblem for doing this specific thing, but it doesn't track what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they're finally bringing that around the corner and going to have some of that stuff dropping in uh, Nightfall, which is cool. Yeah. So I, they, I like they, they talk the, a little bit the about idea it of the too. victorious vet, veteran emblem mm-hmm. where you actually unlock – you unlock variants of it based on – your performance in the crucible, right? So you, you you get a hunter version if you're a hunter, and then if you defeat a thousand hunters, you get like a broken version of it. And if yeah. you if you defeat a thousand titans, you get a broken version of the titan one or the warlock one. I, I thought that was kind of cool. You cool. Know, you, so you, you can tr- truly show your disdain things. for other classes, <laughs> right? You know, in the in the, in the thwab though, they 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 do a screenshot of um of uh um you know, a, a example of one and it says mm-hmm. lifetime crucible kills 14,041. I just want to point out that this person um, killed more warlocks than any of the other classes, which Aww. is rightfully so. <laughs> this is, this is a true depiction of, of any guardians. We, we never actually asked Jack, what, what do you play? I'm a warlock. <laughs> well, of course. Absolutely. Are. Warlock jump, best jump out there. No, <laughs> I don't know about floaty, that. Floaty jump, floaty <laughs> jump, the best jump. Wow. I'll take blink as an answer, not the floaty. Yeah. Blink. We're gonna need to have a conversation oh about you probably gosh. vetting our guests before we come. Yeah. On. <laughs> Sorry, I'm right now. I, I I don't know what I did. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, the quote so, last week was uh, 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 "Titans are better than every other class." I hate warlocks. Something uh, like that. Pope? Dude, Nova never, bomb. It's all about Nova bomb. Come on now. I would never say anything like that. Do you, do you devour? I bet he devours. Do he you deva- devour? He has to devour. Do you devour? Of course, right? Devour is the, the, the only only way to go. You know, well. eating a grenade and getting all your health back and yeah. then being able to kill something within a few seconds after, you you know, when you've got that buff and then that's not overpowered, right? No. no. Are you no. are you suggesting no. that uh, they should remove space magic from the game? Is that what you're? <laughs> no, that the, I'm, I'm, I'm simply the line saying. The thought you're on Pope is that we're overpowered and no. we have too much abilities. No. All I'm saying is, Sunsinger Sun Beetle nerfing? will come back from the dead in the first game, like doing raids, and like, oh, I know for a fact that I'm Just not going to be the one to wipe the raid because I can bring myself back to life. It was Just the kidding. best. It did feel ever. really nice. It yeah. felt like I won't have to embarrass myself. Exactly. So I can just be like, hey guys, I did it so I could be in my Damn super. It. Exactly. I didn't feel like we like, nope, nope, I'm back. What's up? Not me. I didn't, didn't, like didn't ruin it. That. Not me. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just saying. No, but that, that, that change is awesome. I, I really like that they, um, that, that the change that they're doing to that. And they're also tagging in, right, Briar? They're tagging in like how auras work, right? Yeah. 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 So auras are going to be connected to your uh, emblems now. And uh, you'll also be able to get specific effects based on those auras. Uh, that could actually affect your fire team, like more it, it tokens. Looks, I'm really excited about this because I one of my favorite playlists is the strike playlist. There's a lot of changes that are happening here, including um, some of the you know if you look at the the roadmap, you know the way that they're handling strikes and being able to do modifiers and things like that to them. Um, but one of the 
cool things about this is that you will have you'll be able to get this emblem and activate an aura by beating the nightfall, you know, and getting a certain score on it. And then when you go back into the heroic strike playlist, you're going to be giving your fire team a buff where they earn additional rewards. But you will they will know because right now you can do that, but no one really knows that you're doing that for them, right? And it feels good to be able to be that guy, right? That I'm you're gonna I'm, be I'm a using philanthropic warlock. I <laughs> yes, but I but philanthropic in I want people to know that I'm their sugar daddy, you know? Like that's where I'm at. Oh. Yeah. I want them to turn around when I land on Yeah. When I want them to look at me and bow down to my greatness that I am giving them You're like, here's you know, your extra token. Yeah, don't spend I, I it all wanna, in one spot. <laughs> it's not. It's more than just tokens, sir. Uh, but it, it is. It, it is a buff. Did they talk about anything else that it's going to give? No, no. Well, it's only tokens at the I moment. I, if they it's do give more stuff, if they do have, that's some, the only example they gave. Yeah, that's the if they do they have gave. some interesting things to give, that's great. I just don't know what they could possibly give right now to somebody who has everything in the game, aside yeah. from those new emblems. Yeah, yeah. They will have to see. Hopefully, it's more than just tokens. Yeah. Well, r- real quick. So, like, you guys. I mean, you guys have been big Destiny guys for a long time now. So, what do you what do you feel about like sort of your traditional Destiny streamers like Datto and stuff, kind of getting away from the game and going on to other things and kind of like spreading out, you know, their love to other games? How, how does that feel for y'all? I don't know. Tefty, Watts, Briar, <laughs> Patrick. Each one of these guys mained Destiny and are now playing other things. Yeah. Like Dat- Datto's a close personal friend of mine. I, you know, uh, and. Personally, it's like we've had like long conversations where we're like, hey, you know, we can't keep doing this. This, this whole focusing everything on one mm-hmm. game just doesn't it it, it doesn't work. It, it, we got really lucky. I was saying, <laughs> but it did work. I mean, that was the it, thing. It, it worked work. in Destiny yeah. 1. It did. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, Destiny 1 was just this absolutely unique experience. But I think towards the end of it, it was definitely everyone was feeling it. It's like if. You know, uh, if, if Destiny Two had been like Destiny One, uh, we we probably wouldn't be we wouldn't be having this conversation. But like, right, well, hold know, up, we let, were, let me let me follow up on that just a bit because okay. I'd say it worked with Destiny One during new releases. But if you were not a Trials Sherpa streamer, <laughs> it was a lot more difficult to maintain mm-hmm. uh, momentum True. and growth in there. Okay, it, it, so it, if you if your focus wasn't Sherpaing whether it was raids or trials, trials obviously was very, very successful in that area. Then, um, then I, I'd say it was actually a lot, it was difficult actually to grow. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely in Destiny was. Destiny 1 directory. Yeah, no, it absolutely was a stream. And even on the YouTube side of things, like you mm-hmm. kind of ran out of things to make content for uh, yeah. uh, on the game. Um, yeah, yeah, what do you do? I mean, um, you can't review. So here's here's the problem. Without these random roles, without new guns coming out really and new stats and the limiting of the stats on guns. You can just Patrick, say new content coming out in general. Well, how do, how do you, how do you make a video on this great gun, right? There's no, there that doesn't exist. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess getting back to the original point of the question, if I remember it correctly, it's just like it, it destiny Two. it was kind of a hard wake up call to all this. Some people had been thinking about it for a while and some people got the rugs right. kind of pulled out from under yeah. them, so to speak, uh, in regards to the type of content that they were going to, uh, going to make. Yep. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's a bummer for content creators, but it's also a bummer for, you know, people who raided with their clan all throughout destiny one 
week in, week out, or played Crucible with their clan, That's or weird. had a core group of friends that just played Destiny That's for three years. And, and then, you know, people just fell off the game because, you know, it just wasn't the same. So uh, yep. that's almost the sadder part about it. It's like it definitely is seeing like yeah. kind of like these stories on Reddit or on Twitter of, you know, uh, you know, I, I still like playing Destiny, but all my friends left. So I'm kind of like searching around for a clan. I'm search, you know, it's not the same because everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, even just looking at thing. the directory, right? Looking at the Destiny directory, you don't see. All those people that you saw for three years in the yeah. directory, it's kind of everyone's gone. So I think that's what's more upsetting for a lot of people is it feels like, yeah, we still have our friends who we met through Destiny, of course. But it feels like that Destiny community isn't necessarily there anymore. But a lot of them are now, you know, overplaying Fortnite or playing PUBG yeah. or and playing they've been really successful too, or playing Monster yeah. Hunter. Awesome. It's like Somehow. these... A, a lot of yeah. a lot of people have kind of taken the core groups and just moved on to another game, mm-hmm. you know, or moved on to a variety of different games. Yeah, uh, you know, in my eyes, like part of the problem is, yeah, Destiny Two is not the same, but part of the problem is that Destiny Two is more of the same, but like these completely new experiences have happened, like like PUBG, like Fortnite, like like Monster Hunter, where oh, you know it's just. You know, it's like how 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 long can you do the exact same thing and not get bored? I agree with you to a, to a point, but like Destiny One had some grind that was there, and D Two definitely yeah. does not have it. You could get no, yeah. you can no get doubt. all the yeah. exotics within a month easy. I mean, yeah. I, w- I would argue that you know, like you know, Destiny Two came out before Fortnite, before PUBG really kind of took off, and it's like already people were they tapering off before then. And it, se- it seems sure. to me like you know, Destiny Two kind of hit a a spike when it came out is like, oh, new. And then it's like, bam, there was nothing to support it. Like, it came out strong and then kind of tapered so fast. And then other games took yeah. its spot. But I like the same time, I think if it, if it had the legs like Destiny 1 did, I think people would still be playing Destiny 2. Now. Oh, for sure. There's no so, doubt. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It was, it was like, it seemed like they were like, like trying to reinvent the wheel, wheel for no real reason. It was like, the, right. The environment that's working that Destiny... so well and to change it up for, I don't know why. I mean, that, that was it to me. The environment that Destiny One launched into, though, was it was a weird time too, because like Call of Duty was having a bad year. Battlefield Four was basically broken for like six months. Like the the launch window of Destiny was kind of like a really weird time for first person shooters. That it definitely doesn't exist now. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of strong competition for shooters right now. True. Yeah. It, also, with uh, with the console market being different too, that that same thing. Like mm-hmm. PS4 was relatively new, maybe like a year, year or two, something like that. And so there was there was looking to be like a, an actual title that was your pla- or uh, the title that you'd want to play a lot on. That was like a COD replacement type of thing, and it really filled the the slot for a lot of people right there. And there's just way more competition right now on PC and on uh, on consoles. Yeah, I think also the games that came out kind of scratched the itch for both sides of the community. You had Fortnite Mm -hmm. that kind of offered you the feeling of Destiny 1 PvP, where you could go 1v4 and you could have these hero moments. And then Monster Hunter came out and was like, oh, this is the grind that I wanted from Destiny. So just those two games kind of captured what different people wanted from Destiny 2. Yeah, exactly. Monster Hunter really has captured the PvE side that people want. Yes. Oh, like, very much. The so. desire to make yeah. a build and the difficulty in terms of RNG 
and the variety. And the grind. Working grind, together grind. with a Feels fire so team <laughs> to take down a big enemy. Yeah, it makes perfect yeah. sense why a lot of people enjoy it. It's not a first-person shooter. And I've no. I've no. said this many times on the on the on the cast. Like, if there comes a first person shooter that has a deep looting experience, it is going to light. It's going to light the game industry on fire with the the interest level, like a Borderlands three with you know the the type of online interaction that Destiny has. And we thought Destiny two was going to do it, but they just didn't have an end game. Just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, I remember when Destiny 2 was like, in, I got to play it at E3 on the PC. And I was like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is amazing. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't wait to play it on the PC. And honestly, I played, I mean, the, the way Achievement works is like whenever a game's new, we play it. So it came out on the right. console first. So we played on the console. I was done with it before the PC version even came out. And I was like, oh, all right. I mean, I'm I'm kind of finished. It's like really no point in picking up on the PC. And I've I started a PC character, but it's like, I mean, the fact that I was able to burn through all the content and be basically done with the game in what, two months? That's a yeah. that's a rough sign for a game like Destiny, which had legs for two years, mm-hmm. you know. So that that, that was wish, like a big uh, I mean, change it, for me. Yeah. In Destiny One, I mean, I wish I, I, I was playing so much, I was grinding and like playing so often. I mean, I, w- I wasn't really getting a good night's sleep. You know, I was just yeah, I, I, I was totally just really struggling there. with um, being able to. You know, I'd lay down, I'd toss, I'd turn. You know, like I wouldn't get you, a good. Yeah, night's I think sleep. I know how you can fix fix that. Pope. I really? think I know how you can fix that. Yeah. Uh, wow. you, you know, by using this week's sponsor, Casper mattresses. Wow. You know, really? you, it. You know. You're going to spend one third of your life sleeping on a mattress. One third? Are you one talking about third. gamers? Because gamers are like <laughs> one fifth of their life. But let's uh, go, go, go ahead. One third gotta, of your life. Gotta, All right, I'm, I'm I got with a you TV on and a PS4 right next to my bed, so I'm okay. good to go. You can just spend <laughs> half your life then. There you go. You yeah, half your life then. I mean, you should, you should be comfortable on the on the mattress that you have. So their products have affordable pricing because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and balance. They offer two other mattresses, so, you know, you can find the uh, the, the right fit for you. Seems like Jack uh, unfortunately cut off in the call there. He already so has a Casper mattress. Casper mattress. <laughs> He's laying down he on Casper mattress. He's gone to go lie down. You were making him feel so good about mm-hmm. it. He had to get mm-hmm. back into bed. Their, <laughs> their breathable design is going to help you sleep sleep cool, and it also regulate your body temperature throughout the night. Ooh, but, you know, don't take nice. my word for it here. They have over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google. Casper is becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Uh, I, I can say that I helped Datto set up his mattress 
when he was moving into his apartment, and it's actually a pretty so a pretty interesting experience. You're telling me uh, optimal mattress uh, sleeping um, per second? It, I mean, if I Dado mean, picked it, you know it's going to be I mean, optimal. yeah, if Dado picked it, then it's going to be optimal, guys. Optimal. But, you know, you know, just, I, you know I, I, the whole I, thing I, comes, I, like, in this wrapped-up package, so it's, mm-hmm. it's already shipped to you. And then when you when you open it up, it's like this compressed vacuum sealed mattress. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then when, you know, you know, you poke a hole in it and just it's like it, it's. I'm going to equate the the feeling to you know peeling off plastic from new electronics. It's like that, Love that. But with a mattress. That's the best. Love it's like that, that but That's with crazy. a mattress. Yeah. So it and, just gets and, shipped to you then. Yeah, it just gets shipped. And then to you me. just open up the like mm-hmm. it's in this crazy small package. Yeah. And then you just Mall-ish. like. Smallish, yeah, yeah small, then, smallish packets, and, uh, and then you, you can be you can be sure of it too with uh, Casper's one hundred night risk free sleep on it trial, hassle free returns if you're not completely satisfied, crazy, and then free shipping nights. and returns, huh? Hundred nights, goddamn, yeah, hundred nights, that's a lot of nights, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of, of nights to try out this mattress, man. That's, that's a lot of game nights right there. Mm-hmm. So s- sleep on it, and then you know there's free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. If you want to try out one, casper.com forward slash DCP. Use promo code uh, DCP. You'll be able to get $50 towards select matches by visiting casper.com forward slash DCP and using DCP Yo, promo is, code at checkout. There will be some terms and conditions. Applied <laughs> that mattress unlimited frames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can fit it on unlimited frames that fit the size of mattress that you want. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Oh, man. Jack, yeah. welcome I've got back. A terrible matches yep. right now, so I gotta, Thank I gotta you. actually look into that. So, sorry, my, my internet decided to uh, crap out during the ad read. No problem. So, <laughs> I think we got through it. Also, I, I think your camera might need a little retooling for me. Is it off? Yep, yep. Yeah, it's off. Just it's not on at all. Yep. The all camera's right. sleeping on a wonderful Casper there mattress. <laughs> um, Dude, I, I will say I have a Casper mattress at my house, and I love it. So, yeah, that nice, nice king go. size one. It's very good. Nice. Awesome. That's awesome. Nice. All right. Well, uh, th- thank you. Uh, obviously, the, we're, for the, you guys that are listening online, um, and for those people in chat, we um, we're doing. Um, we have sponsors now for the podcast. We appreciate you supporting them. Um, I think they just figured that out. Yep. Probably. Wait, that was a sponsorship. <laughs> no, we were just, <laughs> we just talking like about matches, man. Yeah, just I thought we were you know, maybe broadening it. some topics, talk about some yeah. sleep <laughs> sleep schedules and stuff. Yeah, I was just bringing up good sleeping habits. That's yeah. all. You guys want to do uh, Twitter questions? Oh yeah, we could, I think we can right. move to some Twitter questions. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, all right, I'm uh, excited. Topher says Achievement Hunters Destiny videos were the first time I learned about Destiny and wanted to instantly buy it. Tie, tie for that Jack and crew. I'm not sure what that's. Thank you, thank you for that. Thank you. What game did you just happen to learn about through a video or a friend that turned out to become one of your favorite games of all time? Ooh. Uh, for me, it was PUBG. When I first saw PUBG being played on on Twitch, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to try this." Mm. So, a game that I saw streaming uh, videos through YouTube, a friend, yeah. through a friend or a video. Mm. Um, for me, it was watching a um, cutscene of um, Last of Us remastered mm. oh. and seeing the transition into game. And I, I was sitting there watching the video, and I'm like, like I'm used to cutscenes. And then I'm like, wait, that's the game. <laughs> You're in the game right now. Oh, that's cool. I gotta try that. So that's that's mine. 
I think mine was probably Hellblade. Mm. Son of a Sacrifice. Mm. I saw... I didn't really know much about the game. I saw a video about the creation of it and the processes that they were using to create that game. And I was like, this seems really cool. And then I was like, this game seems really cool. So I was waiting for that game for a long time. And that's one of my favorite games ever. It was really good. I love it so much. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, uh, Pyre from Supergiant Games. Uh, I just saw mm-hmm. the trip. I, mean, I saw the trailer for it. I guess it's advertising working for you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't because of a friend playing it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, I'm, I will most likely be buying this because this looks awesome. I'm going to go way back, okay? Uh, Where are we going? I went over to my friend's house. I was in grade school, okay? And his dad's computer had Warcraft 2. And this was the ugh. first time I had even <laughs> laid eyes on a game that was of this type of pedigree. And he had a modem. Dialed up a modem, connected to somebody else, and played Warcraft 2 with them. That blew me away, and I immediately became a fan that day. And I told my mom, we have to buy Warcraft 2 right now. Otherwise, I'm disowning you. And a computer. (laughs) No, no, no. We had computers. We had computers. Definitely. It's all all about Garden of War, man. Warcraft 2 Garden of War is the best. We're finding out in the last two weeks that you are closet... Magic player. Magic, magic player, magic player, uh-huh. and thanks for that. But this was also you know, around that time, also it. when I was into magic. <laughs> and <laughs> you played World of Warcraft or this Warcraft? Is no, Warcraft, Warcraft too. Too. World of Warcraft okay. is, is very different. World of Warcraft, oh, very sorry. different, man. I, I apologize. <laughs> very different. I, 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 Jesus, excuse me. I, I didn't know the difference. <laughs> Warcraft two <laughs> is more like uh, a, a real time strategy game, like yeah. Starcraft, mm-hmm. or yeah, uh, it, it, it's the same world, but it's not the same type of game at all. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, are you back, Jack? Uh, I, I'm here for some reason. Yeah. My my webcam's acting goofy, but um, no I'll I'll probably drop and then come back just to make see if I can get that thing kicking off again. But uh, as far as me, honestly, like as far as games to play, I mean, I remember the old school, like going to the arcade and mm-hmm. seeing people play Mortal Kombat one and two, oh. and being like, mm-hmm. "What is this?" So good. And then I remember, I remember Mortal Kombat one. That was my jam, and it was like I learned all the characters, and then it came one day, and it was like. Mortal Kombat 2, Reptile is a playable character now? What? And then, you know, that was like, holy crap. I mean, but I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm very lucky that I live in a world now where it's like, if there's a game I want to play, I can just play it. You know, yeah, like yeah. that's that's the beauty of, of, of doing what I do. It's like, there's something, if I can find a way to make uh, sense to make a video out of it, we'll just do it. And so even if, even if that's not the case, I'll just play it on my own. Like, one of my favorite games I found at PAX East uh, a couple of years back was a game called Kingdom the Game. Mm-hmm. It's this side-scrolling RTS, like, 8-bit-looking game that's amazing. And I literally, a buddy of mine's like, hey, you should check this game out. And I played it, and I'm like, oh, my God. I ended up playing it for, like, three hours on the floor at PAX. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> wow. I should probably stop. <laughs> so, and, like, things like that. It's, like, it's kind of cool to bump into stuff that you would never think about. Absolutely. But anyway, so, I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky that I can kind of play whatever I want. But anyway, all right, I'm going to see if I can reconnect and get my cam working again. So I'll be right back. Yeah, no problem. Okay. No worries. We should probably be uh, polite and, like, not ask the question, but. True. Well, I got a small, I got an antidote for you. When I was okay. um, yeah. around that same time, a little bit later, um, Mortal Kombat 2 came out on Super Nintendo. And I mm. pre-ordered it. It was the first time Ooh. I'd ever. Oh snap! You know, I told my mom, "Yo, we have to You're pre-order this." Still watching this. <laughs> and I and got your mom home. Was like, I was like, "No, never pre like, I'm games. concerned about you." I was like, "Get a fucking job." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I brought it home, popped it in, ripped somebody's head off, and it was just little pellets of blood. It was nothing like the arcade, and I was so disappointed. I was, Did you get I was the Super NES version or the Genesis version? No, the Super Nintendo, man. The Genesis version had more uh, blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, on, oh. on Mortal Kombat 2 for Super Nintendo, it was, like, these little pellets. It still had oh. blood, which was a big thing for back then. They Because the first one didn't have blood uh, on Super Nintendo. Mortal Kombat 1. Tipper Gore had her panties all in a bunch about the whole thing. It yeah. Was, it was a different time. D- different time, man. And I was, <laughs> I was devastated seeing less blood because I had had spent lots of money in the arcades playing Mortal Kombat 2, ripping people's yeah. heads off. I remember the yeah. first time walking into an uh, arcade and saw Street Fighter 2, and that was yeah. mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And then finding out how deep that game was, because at the time, arcade games were like off-road racing and, you know, like Frogger and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is. Hello. You know, so seeing Street Fighter 2 and it's six buttons and, like, the depth of the <laughs> combo system and... Super moves that you had to like figure out and learn, and you know later on like Mortal Kombat and and Tekken where there's like ten hit combos that you had to learn. <laughs> like oh my god, that stuff was crazy back in the day. Uh, Jack, uh, yeah. I did want to I did want to ask you a question uh, specifically. Uh, so content creators, the one of the big things that we always discuss is like trying to protect ourselves from burnout. Uh, you know because. It's kind of it was kind of popular in Destiny community because you know we played like one game to support our content and lives and everything, and you know we we'd always say you know God protect yourself against burnout and whatnot, and a lot of us definitely started feeling that with Destiny two, sometimes in Destiny one. So one, have you ever kind of had that happen via either your work at Achievement Hunter or you know, and then how do you kind of protect yourself against it if if it has? Um, I mean. Honestly, like the way the way Achievement Hunter works is we don't really focus on any one game mm-hmm. in particular for too long, which works out really, really well. Um, you know, like we're, we move from more of a sort of tutorial based, like specific game, kind of like play this game and get this achievement to kind of like we're just going to play stuff that we have fun playing and make, that we make good content out of. Like the, the way we pitch Achievement Hunter is the idea is if you were to, you know, be on a couch with your buddies and just talking shit to each other, like that's what we want to do. We want you to be the extra member on the couch playing games with us. And so because of that, like we can kind of play whatever we want and have whatever, you know, just literally it was like, I'm super into this game. Cool. And then we play it, you know, it's like, all right, like this is a game. The, the beauty of it is like we have enough of us that if it's a game that you might not be into, you don't have mm-hmm. to carry all the weight, which is nice. Because like we played games where I'm like, I'm super not into this game or I'm not mm-hmm. good at this game. And I feel like I'm just kind of not doing anything. I can kind of step aside and let other people who are better at it or, you know, more is in their wheelhouse more to kind of take over. And then, and then, you know, vice versa, if it's a game that I'm super into, I can run with it. And then, so that's sort of the beauty of kind of what we do. Um, you see a lot of streamers like, like solo streamers or solo YouTubers coming across problems with that a lot more because mm-hmm. it's all about them. And even now, like I've been streaming on my own now for about two years and like, doing stuff solo versus doing stuff with a group is so radically different and so much more such a, such a, there's different problems with it, you know, is, is what it comes down to. It's kind of like being able to do stuff on your own versus doing stuff with a group. But really what it comes down to, it's like, I have a friend, you know, I've known uh, this, my, one of my best friends I've known since I was three, he's a firefighter. So like on his bad days, someone gets hurt Yeah. on my bad days. We lose 30 minutes of audio. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. when you kind of step back and you look at it from that, you're like, Oh, 
I still get to play video games for a living. This is pretty cool. And everyone's going to have bad days no matter what job you have. You could have the best right. job on the planet. You could have a bad day at it or just not be happy with it or not feel fulfilled or whatever. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know what? I'm doing what I love. And uh, because of that, I will never work a day in my life. And so if you can find something like that that you can you know continue to do, continue to be good at, even if you have bad days, that's not the end of the world. You know, like it's, it's okay. Like some people have those, some people have great days. Some people have terrible days, but it, do what you want to do, you know, continue to pursue what you love. And then you, you will be happy in life. At least that's my opinion. I could be way off on that. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, I think, I think that'll, uh, that'll probably help out a lot of people that are probably going through that at some point yeah. in the community. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, I mean, like, honestly, like, again, I've been doing the solo streaming stuff now. Like, my wife and I stream together, and it's it's a lot of fun. But, man, like, when you're responsible for keep it, for entertaining an audience by yourself, you start talking to yourself so much more. <laughs> you would, you start, I, I sing a lot more than I used to sing back in the day. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Just trying well, I, to keep, I, like, I, I right. give these guys a hard time about, like, the job that they have, you know, like, playing video games, right? But it's 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 the reality is I mean I, I I started streaming once a week just to remind myself not to be that guy because the short period of time that I do stream I it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'd stream, you know, for like an hour or two. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. Oh, absolutely. And I have yeah. like maybe like... 50 people in chat, like, talking to me, and I'm exhausted. No, I mean, 100%. I mean, it's funny because, you know, we'll have guests come in, like, you know, people who don't do what we do for a living. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And they'll sit down and, like, play games with us. And after, like, an hour, they're like, my God, all right. Like, are we done? It's like, no, we're going to film four more things before the end of the day. (laughs) Like, what? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's... Again, it, yeah. it sounds. I mean, like you said, like you know, if if I was to tell someone, oh, I sit down at a, a desk and play video games and talk to my friends, it's like, oh, that sounds easy. But it's like being on point and and trying to be funny while focusing on what you're doing and not being horrible at a game <laughs> and listening to what everyone else is saying. That's that is not easy. And being able to do that, it takes a lot of practice. Again, I've been doing it a decade now, and I'm still not good at it. So it's like, and I, I, I'm I'm curious, like you 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 you've had some pretty famous people join your studio to do those let's plays right yeah and like i mean that's got to be nerve-wracking in itself have any of those guests been like have made you you know you've been excited or nervous for that they're coming on or well i mean like uh, we've sort of done it long enough now that we're very comfortable in our own skin but you know every now and then we'll get someone like troy baker came and visit us the other day and it was like oh "Oh, shit that's troy baker that's (laughs) i've played lots of games with him in voicing it and then we, we did a run for a while where we had like um uh, Neck Deep, which is a British band, like a British, like they came out and they played with us. Like three of the guys from Neck Deep came and played with us, and we played Rocket League with these guys, and it was great because it was like three just dudes ripping on each other, which is what we do. And then we had uh, Dan from the Wonder Years come out, um, the band the Wonder Years come out and play with us for a bit, and then we've had Dante Bosco come out and like he's Rufio and Hook, and yeah. I'm like I'm playing video games with the Rufio right now. This is surreal so um, you know like freaking uh, he's with the Fire Lord, he's Danny Zuko, and it's like you're like what what am I huh? How did I end up here, you know? And then we'll have people pop on. Like, even last week on our podcast, 
we had two UFC fighters. Like one of the, this UFC fighters has been a fan of Achievement Hunter, and he's like, oh, he was going to be in town for a fight, and he's like, hey, you know, if, if anyone knows anyone at Achievement Hunter, let me know. And someone reached out to him, and it's like, oh yeah, there's a UFC fighter. Like he's going to go fight at you know at our major arena here in Austin in a couple of days. And it's like he's just goofing around on our podcast, and it's like that's that's the kind of the cool stuff where it's like it's it can be overwhelming if you take yourself out of it too much but it's kind of like i'm doing mm-hmm. my job i know what i'm doing we have another guest great bring him in let's how can we make this guest interact with us and then it's like oh my god that was that was super cool you know it's like <laughs> let it happen after the fact but i mean um again that's just us being fortunate and being very very lucky to be where we're at i mean even like my my, my favorite moment of all time is during extra life our charity thing um Mika Burton was a, a fan of, of Achievement Hunter Rooster Teeth, and so she ended up I, – I contacted her. Mika, Mika Burton is, is LeVar Burton's daughter. And so we started – we became friends through through online, and then she's like, hey, I would love to come out with Extra Life and bring my father. And I'm like, okay. And so LeVar Burton ended up sitting like you know a hand's distance away from me and read read his book out loud to a crowd. And it was like I was sitting next to him and he was reading and it's was like, this is the most incredible thing in my life ever. This is amazing. Like, I, I'm done. I can't top this. And, and then Mika ended up coming on, like actually joining Achievement Hunter for a bit. She works for the No Now, which is another part of our company. And she's awesome. And like, we've had, a, I've had a chance to meet, you know, LeVar a few times. And like, he's the most saint-like person I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, I grew up on Next Gen. And it's like, to have a chance to actually talk to him. And like, he knows who I am. And a few times I've met him, he's been like very interested in what I'm saying. It's like, this is this is awesome. Yeah, that's and I, awesome. And I play video games. Like, why? Why awesome. am I here? This is dumb. <laughs> I'm so lucky. So that's me just being cocky uh, now. I apologize. I'm, that's me <laughs> rambling on about the cool stuff I get to do. Nah, I got a whole a bunch of things I want to talk to you about that are the cool things you get to do. <laughs> Finn Goffin. Next question. Finn Goffin says, "What? What's your best raid memory from Destiny One or Destiny Two from one of the Let's Plays with the rest of the Achievement Hunter crew?" Oh my God! Uh, best memories. Um, there is nothing more uh, substantial and exciting than completing a raid with our crew because the, up until recently, our guys, like we've never really kind of buckled down and gotten really like played a game well enough to become good at it. Like we've now created a series where it's like we intentionally try to play a game over and over to actually good at it. But playing Destiny is probably the closest we've been where it's like, all right, we're going to beat our heads against this wall until we get through it. And so completing some of the early raids and actually finishing them was some of the most incredible moments ever, where it's like everything came together so perfectly where, I mean, I'm, I'm sure as you guys know, on a raid, you do the same thing over and over and you fail over and over in the first 15, 20%, 15, 20%, 30%, and then you beat it. And it's like, you go, it's never, it's never incremental. It's always like nothing, nothing, nothing done, you know, that's, and that's how it always works. And then when you hit that moment where it's like, oh my God, this is the one, this is the one. And like 95% and then boom, he's dead. Or, you know, the villain's dead. It's like, oh my God, like that, those moments and like that, that visceral scream you have when you take down a boss, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so much fun. That, that's absolutely my favorite part. I don't, I don't know anything, any one particular moment of a raid. I mean, we have like Jeff is just absolutely horrible at platforming. So anytime there's platforming, <laughs> like everyone will be on the other side of like you know the the ships or whatever, and look back and just be like, "Well, we're gonna be here for 20 minutes, you know." So like <laughs> Jeff, go to orbit. We'll go forward, and you come back down. It's like, okay, should have came as a hunter. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I mean, warlocks. So, when you when you show up and you land in and and you start to start a raid and you look around and there's like four warlocks, or you're and you're a titan or a hunter and you just <laughs> go. Well, the worst part is in D1 when the warlock warlock is making the jump and slowly floating towards the edge and all of a sudden they hit it 
and they just go mm-hmm. falling right down. Yeah. At least in D2, there is the mantle. The mantle. So. mantle. mantle. <laughs> uh, next oh. question, Go Faster and You says, favorite meta and off-meta weapons for each slot. Midnight Coup stinks on console, but Lord, I'm <laughs> using it anyway. You guys got, you know uh, what? what are your favorite meta and off-meta weapons? I was using Prometheus Lens in PvP. It's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. It's actually pretty hilarious. I ended up getting a double kill when I had hardly any health left, and I just looked at the screen like, I just held down the button. <laughs> it's made a really big bubble thing of pain. The splash damage is nice. Also, it's, hip firing it's it is you're nice. very accurate. Hip, hip firing it. It's got, it almost feels like a cross between, it's like a long range SMG at times. <laughs> mm. It's very good. It's yeah, very it, felt, good. it felt nice. I had it, I Tried it out. I was like, you know what? Let's just use Prometheus Lens. And then I ended up just having a really good time using it. So if I want to have just a good time in PvP, I'll go with the Prometheus Lens because it's fun and it's not super tryhardy, but it's also not terrible. So you don't get too bad. Yeah. Mm. It's a good weapon. Non-meta weapons, huh? Meta or non-meta weapons. I mean, I can only, I can only like survive in the meta. I mean, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hella average. So if it's if it's meta, I'm using it. Yeah, you got you got to use the best to compensate for the user. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Well, when I'm trying hard, it's midnight coup, submachine gun, and either play probably play of the game. Right, midnight coup to me is it's absolutely when I'm absolutely trying hard. Midnight coup is my go to gun because <laughs> gotta say, Briar, we did some uh, we did some of the crimson doubles uh, yeah. this past week. It's pretty good. I, uh, oh snap! I, I was expecting to have a heavy backpack, but uh, <laughs> you you pulled your weight. The midnight coup is it's so easy because you get the four shot headshot mm-hmm. at the 150 round per minute fire rate, and then you kick off rampage and you get the three shot headshot, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got one of the fastest time to kill weapons on the battlefield. It is That's a true. very strong weapon. Uh, I will say though that I'm getting very comfortable with the 110 fire rate hand cannons, really, oh. which are are a three shot hand uh, headshot. And there's one of them I can't remember the name of it though. It starts with an A. I want to say uh, that you can activate the perk and get a two shot. Oh yeah, it's it's a blue one, I believe. Yeah. Oh, the blue one, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, and alone as a god, I've been sniping a lot lately with alone as a god. And that flinch is fucking rough to deal with. Like, but man, when you pull off, you know, when you pull off some nice shots, it's still Those super snippy, fun. snippy, snappy, quick snipe. So Jack, you got yeah. any weapons good. that you actually remember or know the names of? <laughs> I mean, pretty much the Prometheus lens, and what was the last one you did, you just said? That one too. Midnight Coup. And, <laughs> and the one before that. No, I, no. I mean, honestly, like I pretty much would get one weapon, like mine a multi tool or something like that. Okay. Just go nuts. Yeah. Like I, I, I never. I mean, again, I, I wasn't a PvP player, so I kind of like whatever would just torch people in PVE. That's all I would go for. So. I remember like I'm the footage really, you guys like using it's like not normal loadouts that you would see from experienced no. people. It's just like you're just you're using whatever you got because you're not invested as much. Exactly. In I mean, I remember I got the Gallahorn before it went. I mean, well, eventually went back up into uh, you know the um, yeah. where we could buy it. But I mean, I had that like a long time, and I'm like, this thing is incredible. And it's all I used forever in D1. So it's like. Yeah, but I mean, as far as D two, I mean, uh, that kind of comes back around to it. I'm like, there's nothing in particular. I'm like, oh my god, this is my jam. Like, this is my yep. gun. Like, 
I don't. There was nothing in, in, in any any one gun in particular. I was like, there, this is there's it, only so. one gun that actually kind of feels like that, like Legend of Acrius, but it, it it can it can have those really powerful moments. But it requires you to run the raid like a a lot, a lot yeah. to 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 get it. Well, so I, I feel like when I'm one. really when I'm really trying hard, when I'm really trying to go, you know, elo farming. I pull out the colony because I feel like it has the most highest there skill gap. I mean, I feel yeah, like, I like yeah. shooting robot spiders that it track intimidates targets. my enemies. They see me with it and they go, "How?" It's like the No Land Beyond. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. "How is this person going to use this weapon effectively?" He's amazing, right? So that's why. I mean, I always everywhere I go, it's colony. You know, even when I'm yeah. in PVE, I like to see the robots crawling towards the. You know, <laughs> yeah. Robots booters. Colonies are getting a fix. I'm excited about that because on PC, mm-hmm. it's unusable for anything. Yeah, it's coming unless up Unless you want to actually limit your range. Prepare yourself for the magic of being on the end of the colony. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like, that, that's going to be interesting. But honestly, I end up using Legend of Accurus and then Midnight Coup because it was oh, like, it was the hipster oh, thing to do. But now <laughs> everybody has one. So now... I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm gun. You're moving away from the coup. Uh, I'm gun homeless right now. I'm gun homeless. Everybody has a coup now. <laughs> I don't see it that often in the crucible, to be honest. That's uh, because everybody wants to rock it old fashioned. Because no one's playing. The I do That's- love a good old fashioned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have like I think ever since mayhem. My desire to play Destiny 2's PvP has tanked and not recovered. Yeah. Well, I played the crap out of Crimson Doubles. Crimson uh, Doubles was, was actually really fun. Uh, you guys know Red Glitch. Uh, mm-hmm. He's on the production team for the podcast. and I just banned around, him in chat. So. Yeah, all-around <laughs> general troll. Um, he, he has gone many times saying he hates Destiny 2 PvP. Uh, I will speak for him there. Uh, but he was actually saying, hey... I want to play more of that. Like he, he was oh actually enjoying Crimson Doubles. Just because Red was, was enjoying a thing. Yes, Red in was just general? enjoying something in life, which mm-hmm. is you know Whoa. a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that I I played um, about thirty percent of my games as going in solo, matching up with people, and then the rest with um, different people. But I'd say the majority of the games I played were with my ten year old. And I'm telling you, as a father son event or time spent i i had the best time with my son it was a lot of fun being 2v2 it was less chaotic and hectic i could talk to him he could we could coordinate we could work together it was a great experience and we could be successful and and you know what and if we didn't lose if we didn't win a game the rewards were still good you know you were still getting rewards even if you lost and i don't know I, I did run into Watts. I did run into the um, Shinobu's Vow uh, skip grenade spammers, and that How was did that go. That was frustrating, <laughs> but they weren't as. Were you, you able know, to two v one them? One v two them? I did oh. uh, about about a fourth, a quarter of the time. So they did win. You know, they they were. Was effective. that when they were split up though? <laughs> You know, you, the thing is, you let them get cocky, right? You 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 lose a bunch right up front, and then they start splitting up, and then you come back. And then on you can one v two them because they're split up. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Hey, now you get it. All right. Uh, well, no, it was it was fun, and um, I had a really good time at it. I enjoyed that event tremendously. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, uh, something that we didn't talk about that's happening right now 
is Faction Rally. And there's new weapons. Is there? Yeah. I didn't notice. No, I didn't die. I got I the done Future World Cult, Cult Hand Cannon. Uh, and if you like the Jack Queen King, it's kind of like that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I've been um, I've been playing it, and it's you know it's just doing the dailies. I, I haven't had a ch- I, I don't get a chance to play a lot until um, you know any amount of time until Sunday or Friday and Sunday. So you know, so far I've just done the jumped on and been able to do the dailies, and that's just really farming. Um, you know, the usual. Uh, uh, Is any of the new weapons it. that you can get standouts? Um, there's one that I think um, people are looking at, and it's the—I don't know. You know, honestly, the, we're going to get these. Guns you can say no, no. Yeah, you can say no. There you go. Because that's okay. I'm asking. The no. You can actually get new stuff in the engrams, and then there's also the reward ones. Uh, out of yeah. any of those six weapons, I believe, do any of them have some interesting new stuff in them? Move on. Uh, my week. chat. I haven't used it yet. My chat has been t- telling me that the feature roll call auto rifle is really good, but I haven't used it yet. What does it have on it? Um, I I don't know. I don't have it. So <laughs> yeah, I got it. There's last the problem night, with Destiny and, 2's loot. Um, I got it, and I haven't used it yet. But honestly, is there anything? Well, you can't have I, it both ways, Tefty. You can't you can't have stuff that you don't have yet, and yes. then be upset no, because that you there's don't no have excitement. Be no, that. there's no excitement over the new loot. Okay. The faction okay. rally. I you're commenting. About. I thought you were commenting. Yeah. Well, I don't have it, so no, no. I'm definitely know. not well, talking about okay. like the grind to get it. I would. I love the grind to get stuff like that. I want like the. It's like the midnight coup. I don't want the midnight coup to suddenly be so easy to get because it's a good weapon. It's exciting to have. Suddenly everybody right. has it, and the the desire meter just drops significantly. So if there is something that comes into faction rally that changes the sandbox that makes it exciting, I feel like people are going to start talking about it. And that's the right. problem. Well, hopefully, those sandbox change like, updates that. But yeah. yeah, and it's still far out though. Yeah, uh, Sparty for you says people often say they want a slightly faster time to kill, but hand cannon can either three shot or four shot, <laughs> which means everything has to be balanced around them. Does this make them part of the problem? Um, so it's it's well, actually I think everything is more balanced around auto rifles because they're the ones that actually technically have a time to kill uh, instead of like. Shots, shots to kill. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it is shots. But this, this is getting into like really kind of complex sandbox design stuff. But you, you have to balance everything around kind of everything. You generally want to, I guess, balance it around more of a global time to kill. And right now, it's like mm, firmly at a second ish. Yeah, it's, it's even a little higher than a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it hovers between one and one point two for most most weapon types, um, and. That's about the same time to kill as it was for all body shots in Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Is where you, your fast time to sh- kill now with headshots is about is about the same time as your body shot time to ki- or headshot time. I'm sorry. Body. In Destiny 2, your headshot time to kill is about the same as your body shot time to kill in Destiny 1. Yes. Which is why it feels so much slower. So I really think that hand cannon should be a three-shot kill. Like for the 150 or for the 140 fire rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you land those precision, precision shots, you know, and then uh, that'll make it like a point eight, point nine time to kill for headshots, and then balance everything right around there. Because most other weapon types are easier to balance, and then up the damage in PVE because I'm tired of not doing <laughs> explosions Anything. and fun stuff. <laughs> explosions. Yeah. It, 
don't know. Just the, the game. The game definitely feels like it was entirely balanced around PvP. Like it really the weapon does. System, the weapon sure. system, the time to kill, everything. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm guess, guessing Jack. That's why you didn't feel like it was uh, that interesting. Preach. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cody Holder says, do you think that Bungie will learn from Destiny 2 mistakes and make Destiny 3 include what we expected in Destiny 2? <laughs> oh I. my e. gosh. End game content. Crucible can, modes. I, I, okay, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we had this exact same question when Destiny 2, when we were like waiting for Destiny 2 to come out. Oh, it was like, I mean, probably. Do the mistakes in Destiny Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think Shame above anything, you. Bungie learning is... I think they now have a better idea of the type of people that enjoy their game, whereas before it doesn't seem like they really knew what people liked about Destiny. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like, hey, looks like this is the thing that really made Destiny 1 successful. So I'm kind of hoping that they just learned that, because if they learned that, they can apply that to just many things going forward. So I hope it's, we know that our that our players want something to look forward to, something to grind for, a reason to play, all this stuff. I, I just hope they take that and stick with that. <laughs> hey, the whole D3 discussion, like, that's, I guess that's why, like, them pushing things like mods 2.0 off the list and so on and so forth and remapping the, the, the roadmap, it makes it uncomfortable because right. they got this game that underperformed for expectations for longtime fans. And when you put enough hours into it, you really see the holes. And hearing discussions about D3 in the future of what they're doing, it just like we need all hands on deck to fix what they sold us right now and to give us a good D2 version. Like, yep. I get game development takes time, but when you have a huge, uh, we have 700 people plus working on a video game and there's holes in the ship. It's like, wouldn't it make sense to devote maybe more people to the holes in the ship and patch that up before trying to go get more cargo and throw it on the ship? Well, I mean, and that's that's all about cycles, like gaming cycles now. Like a game, you know, they could mm-hmm. be working on something like they're working on three Assassin's Creeds from now right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like yeah. you get something like Destiny. It's like, you know, they're working on DLC for the next game right now. You know, that's right. And so it's kind of it's one of those deals where it's like it's like almost like a cruise ship where it's like, oh, we need to turn. All right. Give us give us, you know, four hours and they'll be able to turn. You know, it's like that's how it works. It's kind of like there's sort of this this boulder that's rolling and then like to get that thing to change direction is going to be tricky. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that. And I mean, knowing a little bit about game development, like that's sort of like the trickiest part about it. It's like it once stuff starts going wrong, if they don't immediately jump on it, it's like, OK, well, this is going to keep going wrong for a long time until we can kind of restabilize where we're going. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully we've kind of got to that point now with Bungie and it seems like they're seeing player bases dropping and a lot of like revolting from the audience. And it's like, Oh, we need to figure out what the hell is going on. And Mm -hmm. it seems like now they're starting to react to that and sort of like starting to patch up, you know, the wounds, but it it seems like they're getting back on the right track, but we'll, we'll see. Like, I think the next like six months will be very important for what they're doing right now. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I just want to see them have the same like development team for longer than 18 months at a time. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh man yeah Lord, that would stop help rebooting this goddamn game <laughs> yeah nathan tweddle says i'm sorry that was the wrong one 
Uh, Phones 101 says, for $1,000, two toaster slots implanted into your leg. They're self-cleaning, water-safe, and on occasion produce toasted goods magically. Would you do it? Wait, what? (laughs) Would I have a toaster, like, bioengineered into my leg? For $1,000. Someone is paying me to have Someone's paying me to have something that I can make food on on the go? He doesn't doesn't make it clear if you're paying or if they're paying you. Yeah, it's like, do I have to pay $1,000 to have this thing? That's what I'm assuming And then you randomly have, like, a cinnamon raisin bagel pop out of your legs? <laughs> is it random yeah, or can I at least put the bagel in there? Toasted goods magically. Yeah, magically, oh. occasionally. So you're I don't just know sitting why this there. toaster needs to magically do anything. It's a fucking toaster. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one job. You're sitting there in a meeting and out pops who knows what. Yeah. I don't want to constantly like, think I'm having a stroke because I'm smelling toast. Those toast. <laughs> Legos? What'd I miss? Legos? Huh. Yeah. Uh, What's the question, Briar? <laughs> uh, I'll read it for a fourth time. For $1,000, two toaster slots implanted into your leg. They're self-cleaning, water-safe, and on occasion produce toasted goods magically. Would you do it? Um, so I, I I was in my bathroom, you know, using the restroom, and I had mm-hmm. the laptop on my lap listening to this. I just felt it was necessary for you to repeat the question I don't have a toaster in my bathroom, um, but I... I if I could get one implanted surgically into my leg that magically produced baked goods, I would totally do that. That's going to make taking baths just absolute hell. You have no idea no, how many times water. I've. Oh, oh it's I'm a school too. administrator. I'm sitting in meetings all day. You know, imagine just sitting there. You know, you're you're in a meeting with you know a bunch of teachers, and all of a sudden, boom. A bagel comes out, and you're like, you know, I do stream. Hey. I hope you're selling me on this because I do <laughs> I stream. Mean, I'd be nice. Sometimes I get a little peckish. Yeah. Oh shit! Toast hey. shooting. Look, you know, I mean, a little bit yeah, of cinnamon it, toast. I'd, 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 I'd say it. I'll do it. Oh, you guys are jumping on the. I'm not paying for it though. I'm not paying for it. Yeah, no, no, I, need to be, just, I need to be sold on the technology. You need to be. Okay? You need to get rid of logic and reason in this question, and just in this magical world <laughs> really? where you can consume. You know, you can produce baked goods out of your thighs from that a toaster. Good. I mean, that's not. Good. I mean, I'd do it. It's not. Is it really a negative? Well, there's no negatives in there. What's the <laughs> negative? I mean, think of yourself like hanging out, you know, you're, you're, you've had a few drinks with your buddies, you know, it's that time of night where you're, yeah. you're no, you I want, know, I the want bars are closing down and all of a sudden you get like, you know, a you pizza, know, pocket. Pot stick, pizza pocket come out and you're like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude, this is great. Woo. Somebody said in chat, Keurig in one leg. And a toaster in the other. I think I'd go with that. Oh. I, I would do that. <laughs> oh, I would definitely want the Keurig. If I had a beer tap in one leg. I'd be down with that. And a toaster in the that other. That would be, be dangerous. <laughs> it's like a RoboCop where a beer comes out of your leg instead of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathan Tweddle says, why is it that all the best guests have such magnificent beards? After Fallout last week and Jack tonight, I'm starting to think Pope's getting biased. Thoughts? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Do what you pick people about. by their beard, Popper? Don't we have I a am, month coming am, up of like just all 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 female guests? And all correct I know me if I'm is wrong, but I'm I think you are making them wear beards. <laughs> <laughs> I Did you make Fallout wear the beard to, last uh, week? Because beards, but. I was personally insulted when Watts said, "I think that beard's better than Briars." That oh, wasn't yeah. me. 
That, oh, I, that was wasn't you. me. It was not me. <laughs> um, you know what, Jack? People were calling I, your beard I, homeless. I, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> your your beard, your, the magnificence of your beard did weigh heavily on you being invited on this oh, that's, show. I'm totally okay with that. Okay. See, <laughs> as long as they're okay with the bias, then what's the problem? Uh, Jacko says, what is Patrick and Watt's favorite cloaks of Destiny 2? Ooh. Are there any good yeah, ones? Yeah, we're we're on the same opinion here. Like I'm I'm like I'm not I'm not sold on a lot of the cloaks. I, there I wear was, the there's ones that I'm like, eh, it looks better than the other ones, but there's yeah. not been one that I get it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah, is amazing. I don't, I don't have that that, you know, my dead zone revolution cloak. I don't have that in, in Destiny. I don't have my kitty cape. Yeah. I don't have anything that even remotely looks like a kitty cape. No. That thing was glorious. Mm-hmm. And the new monarchy one's pretty good. No, don't don't sell yourself short. Uh-uh. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's I am bad at cloak like, with the ornament. Is, that's using some know, target brand stuff good. when you're when when you're really wanting to actually wear that Louis Louis real Louis Vuitton stuff. <laughs> okay. What are you trying to say? Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, target burn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't done that. I like before. Target. You could cross that off to the potential sponsor <laughs> list there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. There's a lot of things that Patrick has crossed off our potential sponsors list. Bacon. Mm. Bacon. <laughs> they don't want that being put on a baby. Yeah, that's true. No. <laughs> Nobody wants that. No bacon babies allowed. Hugo Rune 79 says, have you ever knowingly or otherwise sacrificed a night of pleasure with your significant other to play a video game? Yes. <laughs> I answered that too quick, didn't I? We have both done that. It's real bad. It's real bad. It was my just significant like, hey, other the, at the Monster time. Monster Hunter came out. We got to grab. We got to get the HR. You know that you got to stay up to date with people's HR. If you fall behind, it's not good. True. So you know you got to sacrifice what's necessary right. to stay ahead of the game. The monsters aren't going to kill themselves. Well, look, That's true. Uh, my wife is not watching in the living room next door, and um, <laughs> I would never do that. I say I don't think I ever have. <laughs> I think I played enough no. games as it is that I'm like, uh, I can I can go a night without playing a game. <laughs> there you go. That is a smart, wise man that we should all live to strive to be like. I don't I mean, go that far. I'm sure it's potentially happened, but I wasn't aware it was happening. She wasn't like sense. standing there in lingerie and you were no. like, hold on, honey, I got monsters to kill. Because that's right, a I true. Might have that out, might be more like oh, yeah, Let's define this. What are we talking about here? Well, like, if we're if, both if like, we've got monsters offered, to kill, let's kill them. I am dropping Destiny like a cold fucking fish, and I'm out. See, that's, that's <laughs> the difference, that right? We that's were a raid team halfway through a raid. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's the difference. If we're both just playing video games, and now it's 5 a.m., and we're real tired, and we need to go to sleep because our eyes burn, that's let's different to, yeah, hey, yeah. honey, want to do some stuff? Wink, wink. Yeah, and then you you're like, no, uglies? I want to go. I yeah, wanna I go. No, I have, a, I have a Xenogevia kill up in Monster Hunter. It's not going to kill itself. I need those gems, damn it. <laughs> I heard about this thing called a Dutch Crunch, and <laughs> I really wanted to try we're that not, one out. We're not. We're, we're moving on. <laughs> oh, this is a family podcast. I mean, my my story involved World of Warcraft, so yeah, we. Yes. I mean, obviously. <laughs> she said, "Would you be my mage?" And you said, "No." It, it was actually like. Why did you follow? Where where was the follow up question there? Why did that happen, Pope? Look, okay, look, <laughs> it's entertaining, man. Look, we were, like, we were both in bed, and I have no been bigger like, nerd than a Magic w- w- World of Warcraft nerd. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He he is like 
I, I look up to him like well, some let people me tell look the story, up to Pope. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we were we were in bed. It was my girlfriend at the time, uh, and you know we were and, in bed. And, and, and just I for woke, clarification, um, your girlfriend is live in not part of your body. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend is not part of my body, Pope. Okay, good. Wasn't at that time. Either. Not your right she hand. Was, she was a separate <laughs> entity unto herself. <laughs> And a human, Add not a heartbeat. something yes, you blow a up. human, too. Okay. Had a heartbeat. <laughs> yes. Not purchased from a store. <laughs> or rented for the evening. Oh, yes, that's a good... <laughs> yeah, Pope, I rented a hooker so I could not fuck the hooker and then go play World of Warcraft instead. <laughs> that's it sounds like a very language, Patrick story. How <laughs> do you rent one? <laughs> Is there a lease option? Like, what's the better value here? <laughs> Did Just you test drive it? Sorry. On your new mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Hook her on layaway. (laughs) What was the arcade game that you spent most quarters on to play when you were younger? NBA Jam was mine. Oh Oh, my goodness. Great question. That's a good question. Simpsons. I mean, should, yeah, should we take Simpsons and, and Ninja Turtles out of this? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. really? that, that one was just oh, The Simpsons was so like, good. I would even say maybe the Terminator 2 arcade game, too. That one was a quarter uh, monster. you got to take X-Men off that one, too. Honestly, yeah. the X-Men was... <laughs> I'd say Contra for me. Hmm. Contra the arcade game? Contra, no, not Contra. Uh, uh, shit, what's the Akari one? Akari Warriors, um, maybe? No. God, I'm spacing on it. Um... Man, I mean, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, Street Fighter 2 were my jam. Yeah. Like, Street Fighter 2 yeah. Championship were, like... Street Fighter 2 has got to be mine. I spent so much money on that game. So, the if arcade that was near Simpsons, to my house yeah. had Battletoads as an arcade <laughs> machine. Yeah, that was a different version, though. It wasn't yeah, as hard as the it NES It still version, fucking it? sucked, okay? <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, what was the beginning of the question again? What, what was the arcade game that you spent the most quarters on? Oh, Someone in the chat said uh, Gauntlet. That's another good one, too. Oh, that was, that good, was yeah. a good one, too. Yeah, see, I, I played the most time with um, with uh, um, with Street Fighter, but I was so badass, I didn't spend a lot of quarters on it. <laughs> no, that that honestly, like, there's something about the old school <laughs> days where it was like you're shoulder to shoulder with the person yeah. you're fighting. Yeah. It's, it's like mm-hmm. so, there's such a, a unique time period That's where it. that was it. And like you would like that was a multiplayer gaming. You literally were sitting like standing next to the person who you were fighting. And, and that, the quarter that system is gone. Like, how, like how many, you put your quarter in and then you got to stay. Oh, and yeah. the next guy yes. put his quarter in. Yes. And like if you beat them, the next guy put his corner. Yeah. Like there's this rotation that was very right. satisfying. But then you get to the point where they had the extra monitor on top of the arcade machine because there were so yeah. many people circled around it. Yeah. Like that that kind of stuff right there was like, man, like that was some unique, very special times. I mean, I remember we literally had a sheet of paper on Mortal Kombat 2 where when someone would figure out a fatality, they would write it down. And then like mm-hmm. it would be like a list of, of awesome. uh, special moves and fatalities for characters because there was no there was no Internet back then. There was no like, right. here's your no. strategy guide. This was like just mash buttons until you figure out something. And it was like, oh, my God, well, they're very long too. Oh, yeah. they're like a lot of like a very long. Combo. I think I, I read like um Electronic uh, electronic gaming magazine. I'd get EGM. like stuff out of there. Yeah, yeah. EGM. Yep. I EGM remember the game, game I was thinking about earlier was yeah, Double Pro. Dragon. Oh, that's Double a good Dragon. one too. Double Dragon. Yeah, I, I paid a crap of Double Dragon. I think over time, the most money I spent was on Mortal Kombat Two. But as a kid, it was like I got money from my parents, and I was like, "Sweet." 
Mom gave me money. I'm going in. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I don't know how much it's been. <laughs> I remember. Being, I remember being that cocky asshole who would be like, I would play Mortal Kombat two, and I got to the point where I was good enough at it that I would let my opponent choose my character for me and oh, then beat him oh, anyway. Oh guy. my goodness! Yeah. Oh, I was such a dick. I was such a dick. It was the worst thing <laughs> ever. But man, I love playing that game. So who, who was your main? I mean, Sub Zero was my main. Like, if I got to pick, but who did you play mostly uh, on Mortal Kombat two? I think it was like I played a lot of Baraka. I remember Baraka was one of the one of the mains mm. that I ended up picking a lot. But I, I was in the same type of thing where I could play a lot of them. Katana was a favorite as well. A lot of a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Sonya like, Blade. God, I can't remember any other names. Oh man, yeah. I, I, I can mean, tell you my like favorite Street Kang, Fighter Kung was Chung Lee. Chung Lee was I good. That's like right. Crazy. He was the, the with the red sash, right? Yeah, yeah. And he did like the dragon the sash. Do the, the yeah, bicycle kick. I think he was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, it's funny because like I could right now I could sit down and play Mortal Kombat one and do every single fatality in that game and know pretty much wow. every single character's moves. Wow. It's like if I used a tenth of my brain towards <laughs> math or science, I'd be on Mars right now. But instead, I know I know you know this you know full circle with block is Liu Kang's fatality and up up is Scorpions. It's like four down, four high punch. Like I mean, I know, I know. It's it's. I I wasted my potential, is what I'm saying. That's all. <laughs> no, you actually reached your potential. No. <laughs> you helped many generations. Parents are now like, they- you're never gonna. This isn't. You can't get a job off this. Watch me. Well, well, Watch the funny me. thing is, well, like, my, my, my my dad, like we'd go to the grocery store, and my dad would stay with me. You know, when I was like three or four, and my mom would do the shopping, and my dad would pull over a chair so I could stand on the chair to reach the controls of Akari Warriors. And that was my first <laughs> video game I ever played. Yeah. And he would just feed quarters into it. And I'd sit there and play for like 30 minutes. And like, I got really good. They brought, then they brought in Tubin and then Nark and then uh, Frogger. And it was Where like, was, I was your just, arcade? That, like the, your go-to arcade. Mine was uh, at a 7-Eleven. Uh, there was, a, a there was an arcade in a 7-Eleven and I could just sit there and just play for days. There, there were two or three. The, the one we go to most often was at a pizza place called Mr. Gaddy's, which is a Texas chain. And nice. that's where they, yeah, I played I most of my stuff. And then um, HEB, which is a grocery store, they yeah. had that's where I first played Street Fighter Two and stuff. But then there was Aladdin's Castle at, at the at the mall in Barton Creek Mall, and that's where that's why I had probably had eight birthday parties there. Where it was <laughs> like, you know, you get the ten dollars worth of quarters and just like sit there. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to beat Ninja Turtles today. And so, awesome. yeah, that, that was that was absolutely Ninja it. So was, Turtles. Oh yeah. my god, that was a great game. Freaking yeah. Shredder would split like four, four, four people that could play that at the four. same time. Mm-hmm. Four, 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 yeah. four. And I had the weird like animated version of all the turtles, but then like a, an actual woman as April O'Neil at the top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you remember the scandal that happened with arcade games and the ability of games to ed- for high score? Where they allowed uh, a quarter to continue your game, a pay to win. It was the first <laughs> concept of pay to win. If you had like twenty dollars in quarters, you could put the high score up on a cons- on a on a on an arcade machine because you would just when you got you know when you died, you just put another quarter in and just continue. Oh, you continued to score, right? Oh, and sucks. so that was the first time where, <laughs> like, if we think that we're talking about pay to win now, now back in our kids, right about that, right about paper? The, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean people were pissed about, about it. Purists, <laughs> purists were pissed about it. They were saying like, you know, you've got these scores on the arcade machine, and those are meaningless now because you don't know who spent twenty dollars or who sure. spent one quarter, right? And what's yeah. skill? Skill is being able to get the high score off of one quarter, right? Yeah. 
And yeah. so um, I, I was just remember that way back mm. when, and the conversation has never gone away. It's just gotten more complicated. It's true. Uh, I have um, the, my buddy's dad owned a VFW when I was in Minnesota, and that's where I would play a lot of these arcade games. I have a very, very like acute memory playing arcade games there, and then one day he, my buddy's dad had um, uh, got Doom and loaded it up on his PC there. And I saw oh, Doom God. for the first time at the VFW wow. on his PC, and everybody was freaking out. Be like, "Oh my God, that monster is amazing!" <laughs> Mom, you gotta buy that for me. We need to get Doom right away. <laughs> Mom, I need it. After Mom. That, let me go ahead and date myself. Uh, so I remember uh, I was on a dial-up BBS called Big Toe, and the big thing about this one was it was a BBS that the, you you would dial up on your PC, and they had this weird thing where it was like it tricked. Uh, Doom and Doom Two into treating IPX or like treating your modem like an IPX network, mm-hmm. so you could play four player Doom and Doom Two <laughs> online via dial up, and oh. I would do that nonstop. Wow. That's awesome. And oh, I remember that. God, that was Jesus twenty Doom years was ago. Blowing. Yeah, more than that. Twenty five years think, ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the early nineties, right? Old, Doom was the early nineties. Uh, Doom was, I think, ninety five. Actually, I have a copy of it right here. Somewhere, yeah, I've got a copy. I don't know if you can see it on my back wall yeah. right there. That's an mm-hmm. autographed copy of Final Doom. I got it at a, 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 a Child's Play charity event. So that's, uh, yeah, signed by jo- uh, John Romero, which is pretty cool. Nice. But, uh, God, I'm bragging. I apologize. I'm <laughs> no, please that do. Please do. That's, well, I mean, the, honestly, that was the one thing I've ever seen that I'm like, I have to own this. I have to own this. And so I spent way too much money on it. But it was for the kids, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, Yes. But yeah, like, I mean, I remember playing Doom. Like, I went full nocturnal over the summers where I would start playing Doom at, like, you know, 6 o'clock at night and not stop till my parents were going to work the next morning, yeah. like 7 or 8 in the morning, and then go to bed. And so, like, that was that was my jam, man. I love that. I, lo- I love playing Doom. That was so much fun. Nice. I ended up playing a lot of Quake online when, uh, with the same type of thing where, like, Quake had first gotten dial-up type of stuff. And uh, I remember playing, like, same type of thing where of I just Quake play too. way too long into the night. And I had Daft Punk's homework album on loop, the whole the whole album constantly while I was playing Quake. It was awesome. Nice. Do you remember a, a game type called Jailbreak for Quake? The yeah. Quake, maybe Quake Two. That was a, that was a game type that I don't understand why it hasn't come back around. So it was again. I'm getting way off track now, but it was a game type where when you died, you would respawn in a jail and your opponent's base. That was a walled in area, but then there was a hole. And you didn't have any weapons. And there was a hole. If you could work with your other teammates who had died, you could climb on top of each other and then get to the hole, crouch and get out. And then there was a button you could hit and un- like unlock the door and everyone could get out. So the idea was you had to kill everyone on the opposing team, get them all in jail, and just like then the round would be over. But until then, they could always get out. So you'd have to have a jailer that would literally sit and just lob grenades into this hole to keep people from trying to break out. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I remember I actually I was that dork who had a land party at my house, and like we played that for like six hours straight. It was awesome. awesome. So I don't know what happened to that game mode. It seems like it's such a, such an awesome game mode to not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question of the night. Dan Malvin says, would you rather be bitten by a vampire, werewolf, or zombie? Vampire. Vampire. And why? Just bit, not consumed, right? Yeah, <laughs> just bit. 
Just you want to be in the belly by a of a. All of them will turn you into what has bitten you. So you yeah. become either a vampire, yes. or a werewolf, or a. Zombie. Do I have I gotta, the ability to turn into a bat and fly away if I'm a vampire? Yeah, I gotta agree with Watts because it's the only one where you keep your kind of. Well, we gotta. Hear I can still be control. me. I just have to right? go and feed on people. Well, so you be immortal. That doesn't really bother me that much. Right? You yeah. are immortal. <laughs> what, what, what version of vampire? Do I are we stay young as well? Here? You know, I get to just be. Me? Yeah, are you talking Brand? Anne Rice vampire? Are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah definitely. definitely talking about there's lots of you different types of vampires. Basically, turn into the, the one fruits. where they have the shiny skin and pop culture. <laughs> that's the, definitely Meyer. That's, no, that's Twilight. That yeah, are you talking, right. talking like you know uh, what is it? Um, oh my god, uh, the New Zealand comedy. Uh, what we do in the shadows, vampire. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Nerd vampires. Mm. Yeah, dorky yeah, vampires. I'm going to go vampire. That <laughs> yeah. sounds... That would be awesome. I, I don't know. That I'm, sounds I'm, like I'm, what I'm I want I'm kind of leaning towards vampires, but I'm super into the concept of, like, of werewolves. I've always been I've always been interested in that concept, and... Uh, but you don't have control over yourself when you're a werewolf. Yeah, right? but That's I, 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 I kind of like that concept of just, like... Werewolf. Maybe there's I like a that serum. Jekyll and Hyde side of, of, of life, you know? The question is: Would you lock yourself in a cage at night? Just I think there's I think there's part of this that it's like so much of our ourselves and society is suppressed and and forced into this you know conscious like thing of like we are this you have to behave this way you can't do this you can't see this you know the concept of being free as 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 a werewolf to do the, your na- your nature your 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 who you're you're meant to be. That, 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 a murdering big dog thing that just like, you know what I'm not trying to say this. Hope wants woods. to be a murderer. Everybody better hide. All right, whatever. You want to pee on fire? No, I'm not shaming you. No, no the I'm not is, if, you, if you're a werewolf and you don't see the moon, will you turn? Like if you were just in your your house yeah. at night and it's like, dude, 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 all oh God, I'm a werewolf now. Like and you don't see anything going on outside. Is it just like automatic, or do you have to see the moon? Yeah, like I don't I think know. There's a lot of actual moonlight penetration. Yeah, your skin. You know. My my version know. of this is that Some if testing I actually, has to be done on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I like the idea of me being a, a you know, scary night creature. You know, just for uh, yeah, vampires <laughs> get to do that as well. Just don't. But you know what? Honestly, this whole like Twilight thing, the the, the vampires really shouldn't be winning these fights. To be honest with you, I mean, the werewolves I think are. Some of them don't. No, I know, but I mean, the werewolves are so are badass. They 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 should be winning. I want to be a vampire. I'm going to go vampire. I mean, look, we're all gamers. We basically are vampires anyway. We sleep during the day. We stay up during the night. I'm Team Jacob. You guys are all wrong. Oh, Christ. I've never seen the you movie, so I'm sorry, but I can't. I'm going to go with a zombie. <laughs> the hell yes, after a few a hours zombie? of playing some games, you're like, uh, Really? Yeah. Uh, shots, <laughs> yeah. So. Why zombie? Because everybody's picking everything up. I'm going the hipster choice. We're going zombie, yeah, of course man. you are, Tefty. I'm gonna also. I'm gonna be forever. a really refined zombie. I'm gonna have to have like really like live you know forever. fresh, freshly sourced, non-GMO type of uh, type of humans to eat. You know, brains. brains if they've had any gluten, you are. Yeah, if they've had any gluten, zombie. I ain't touching those people. Like it's, it's gonna be <laughs> very very hipster zombie. Free range brains. Free range <laughs> brains. That's what I'm talking about. All right, that's it for Twitter questions. All right. Well, if we're all right. Well. Thank you all for tuning in this week. <laughs> well, oh well, I, I, we, I, I feel like we need to bring up this discussion again at some other point in time after we've done more, more research. We didn't even bring in Bram Stoker's Dracula. 
at all into this. It seems like there was a lot of non-research in this question. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's have a a vampire werewolf zombie podcast. Yeah, because also werewolves, some werewolves can choose when they turn. (laughs) It's not always. That's true. And vampires, there's so many different types of vampires. Werewolves have different varying, like, abilities. We we didn't even get into the discussion of different types of zombies. I mean, you got... You know, your simple no, that's Romero zombies. Just, you know, the you had the one pack. zombie that was, like, kind of alive and, What's like, found from, love uh, and with War that Z? girl. Uh, that that would be, like, warm bodies, babies. right? Yeah, warm bodies. Yep. yep. The ones warm that are super zombie. fast and act like ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it depends. <laughs> it, it depends. <laughs> entirely type the zombie. Oh, the World War Z movie zombies as opposed to World War Z book zombies. Well, I don't read books, so, you know. You should read World War Z. Oh, my God, it's so good. Is it good? So good. So good. Oh, man. And it's sad they named a, they named a movie after the book that was fantastic that the movie had nothing to do with the book at all. Really, at it all. had nothing to do with it. It was very there, yeah. There's elements that they kind of lift from it, but it, I mean, it's an entirely different story. It's like it, it, like the the entire book takes place again all around all around the world, it's like different accounts from different areas. Yeah, it also takes place like six years after mm-hmm. the zombie war. So it's like this is basically it's, this guy was tasked to go out and write a history of what happened, and it's fascinating. Cool. It's, okay. That's yeah, it, it, that sells it. I'm so gonna read good. it. And it's also it's done in like like chunks. So it's like there's, there's individual stories. Yeah. Uh, yes, the audiobook's fantastic too. Mark Hamill's in it, and uh, mm-hmm. Clancy Brown's in it, and uh, God, I think like Alan Alda's Can in you it. Get like it on Audible. Of, yeah, probably. Probably. It's hmm. like the largest service for it. We're not sponsored by it, but yeah, <laughs> we will, will be <laughs> soon. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thank you all for tuning in to the uh, 73rd episode of DCP. Uh, Jack, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. As well, uh, if you want to find more of me, I'm at Holtzman underscore YT on Twitter, and um, I don't know. Maybe I'll tell that story one day about World of Warcraft. <laughs> one day. Oh boy. <laughs> one day. One day. I'm Brian Rabbit. You can find me streaming weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time over on Twitch. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. Just look up Briar Rabbit or talk to me over on Twitter at the Briar Rabbit. I'm Tefty Teft. You can talk to me at Teft on Twitter. You can catch my streams twitch.tv forward slash Tefty Teft. Typically start around 6 p.m. Pacific time most days of the week. And I do have a YouTube channel that has some uh, stream archives. And I am Miss 5000 Watts. You can find me streaming on twitch.tv forward slash Miss 5000 Watts. I also have a YouTube channel and a Twitter where you can come see all the stuffs. Just search for Miss 5000 Watts. Sir? Uh, Jack. Jack. You. Oh, all right, cool. I don't know if I, if I you'll need to plug stuff or not. <laughs> no, uh, you, yeah. you. Okay. I, I'm Jack. Uh, I work for Rooster Teeth. I work, also work at Achievement Hunter. You can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore P. I stream on Twitch uh, uh, as much as I can. It's, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Jack Patillo. Also, I'm on YouTube at, at youtube.com slash Jack Patillo. All my archives there, including a crap load of me building a bunch of Legos, including the Millennium <laughs> Falcon, which took me 31 hours. 31 hours. Oh, so, I stream the entire thing. It's actually right over there. Yeah. I see it right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's impressive. It's I've massive. Seen, I've, I've seen pictures of it. They're really detailed. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And also, my cat's making a pair, or my cat makes an appearance. She's right there looking angry at me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, this has been Pope Bear. Um, You can follow me on Twitter's at Pope Bear. Make sure to follow the podcast at Destiny Com Pod. We talked with people this week about our new Patreon that's starting up, and a lot of you guys wanted to know the link to that. We are really close to setting up the. you know, the, 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 the system stuff. for that. So just hold tight. Um, I talked about releasing the link t- tonight, but that was premature. I think we have a little bit more work to do. Just we want to make sure when it comes out, it, um, it comes out right. 
So thank you very much for everybody who reached out to us and was interested in supporting us through Patreon. I really appreciate that. Um, we have an amazing production crew and being able to pay them, um, being able to pay them for the first time instead of them just doing pro bono work is great. So um, thank you very much. And they'll follow us on Twitter at Destiny Compod to find out more information on how you can support us. And thank you very much. We'll see you all later. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.